Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 190. And today we're here with my guy, Mike G. What's up, man? What's going on? Dude, thank you for coming, man. I appreciate for it. For sure, bro. bro. This combo's been, uh, been a while in the making, dude. I know, man. We've been talking about it for a while, and I'm glad I'm finally here checking out this awesome setup, man. It looks great in here, bro. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Definitely, man. So before we get started, can you give everybody uh, a quick... Um, quick summary of who you are and what you do uh, my name is mike g um i've been known for um having tank so that's like the card i've been kind of like you know been known for um i'm not sure everybody remembers my car but it's called eg6 tank yeah it's the urban green civic that i've had for like probably almost 20 years now damn man i know man it's crazy it's been that long car's classic thanks bro. brother appreciate it man it's uh it's what is it army green what what is it's, the actual color so the color is from a 2003 bmw z4 okay it's called urban green got you got urban green urban got green. you got yeah, you yeah the tank i know bro. man i remember when i first put that car out in the first showed up the first pictures ever came out was on honda tech man it was kind of like one of those like one of those love and hate things yeah it was either like a lot of people loved it or a lot of people were just like hating on it dude it was like dude what's up with that poop green color really da, 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 da. but i find that when people start seeing it in person stuff kind of grew on people and yeah and now you see that color actually in a lot of different chassis these days you know yeah so when did the car actually come out so i got the car in 2002 i okay. bought the car like original chassis from one of my actually one of my co-workers okay so her name was tara we used to work at t-mobile together mm-hmm and I was in a hunt just for trying to get like another civic project going. And then um, she was working there every day. So I was like, she just drove the car. I was always parked in the front office. Mm-hmm. And then just I just kept bugging her. I was like, hey, man, just let me know whenever you're ready to sell that thing. You know, I'm really looking for a civic, you know. And she was yeah. like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. You know, I want to get an accord and I want to just kind of try and save all my money, get all my chips together. Yeah. So I can finally buy the car, you know. So a few months went by and I was kind of getting worried. I was like, dude, I hope she really still wants to sell the car. And then one day she just walked into the office like, Mike, I'm ready to finally let this thing go, dude. So that's how it happened. And I bought the car from her and then kind of just snowballed from there. Where first, it was kind of my, my daily for about like five, six months. Gotcha. I was driving, driving to the office every day. And then I was like, you know what? It's finally time for me to, you know, really, really get down to it and finally tear this car apart and get it all painted and everything. And then that was when Miguel from Mobworks mm-hmm. owned the body shop up in Orange County. Got you. So wow, I haven't heard that name forever. Yeah, man. Dude. I mean, if, you, if you're from back in the day, you know a lot of those cars that came out of the magazines back in the day, they were all coming out of Marlboro's. Yeah. Know? There were some really legendary cars that were built by them. So um, it was funny because like at first, the color that we chose in the beginning, one of the cars that I always kind of looked up to growing up when it was in, when I was in high school, it was that Jasper green color from the 93, mm-hmm. 1993 GSR. So Miguel was like, dude, Mike, let's do it. We're, we're almost ready to roll the ball on that and get that car painted. And then my boy Noah from AM7, mm-hmm. he hit me up one day. And he was like, Mike, I know you love green. I know you're looking for like a really good shade of green. I found something, dude. So I guess one day he was at one of the, somewhere in LA, and he just mm-hmm. saw a BMW parked on the side of the street, and it was a Z4. And he took a picture of it, and he shot it back to me. And I was like, what? What is this? You know? So the next day... There was a dealership right by my house. It was a BMW dealership, Shelly BMW, right there in Bonaparte Park. So I cruised down over there. They actually had that car. It's a really rare car, actually, too. You uh-huh. don't really see that color that often. So they actually had one in the showroom. I walked in. I called one of the salespeople that came in. I was like, dude, can I, guys, is it okay if I open the door? I really want to get the color code off this thing, dude. So I just took a picture of the color code. That was it, dude. That was like the day, man. I was no like, way. I'm going to do this, man. So I hit no up. I was like, dog, we're going to do this, bro. This is it. This is the color I'm going to go with. So I went back to uh, Miguel and we got the ball rolling on that, dude. 
So this was uh, about 02, 03? Yeah, right in the middle of 02, 03 era. Yeah, exactly. Got you. Yeah. Now, you speak of that color, the Jasper Green. Um, wasn't one of Sheepy's EGs like that color? No, it was the the color that I'm talking about was like almost like the the mint. Not that color, but it was actually from the 92, 93 GSR. Got you. It was like almost like a really, like a mint. Not a, It's like almost like a really green color. Yeah. I don't know if it was a like Jasper or was the other one. There was two different <sighs> greens that remember. came out that year. But it was from the 92, 93 GSR. Yeah. You know, I'm not that uh, that good at like chassis codes and things like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. still to this day, people will DM me and they'll say, I have a F7G and uh, <laughs> do you have the bolt kit? I'm like, uh, maybe. What kind of car is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. You got to look it up real quick, see what it is. I actually, just before we started, I printed out um, the BMW chassis oh, really? codes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. we've been getting a lot of requests for BMW parts. Okay. Uh, we have like the the F80 stuff, the okay. the um you know the M3 M4, the new body style. Yeah, yeah. But anything before that, we don't have anything yet. I know. I feel like the only ones that everybody always knows is like E30 or E46, yeah, and E90. You know, just so, all the basic ones everybody knows. About. Yeah. So I'm trying to learn those codes. So when people ask about them, and just so we can start moving more into that um that demographic. Oh, definitely, man. I love BMWs, man. I Dude, got I saw bit by the bug. There looks sick, bro. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I saw your video actually the other day. You guys were um you and Mikey were driving around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that thing sounds crazy, dude. It's awesome. I'll take you for a drive after you finish, man. Definitely, definitely, man. So, let's get back into uh, 2002, 2003. What were you driving before you had this EG? So, I was was daily driving a GSR, 98 GSR. Got you. So, that was like my daily every day. Okay. So, um, way before that, so like if you want to just kind of go back to like where it all started. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, um, you were in the womb or what? (laughs) <laughs> pretty much right well i want to i'll do that wrap them down to go that far but so i wasn't really i wasn't born in the u.s okay so i came here in 1986 okay from iran from iran yeah okay so i came here in this country in 1986 with my mom and my brother was already here he came here two years before us and he was already staying with my aunt so we all came out here and then um he stayed and then we had to go back because my mom had to take care of some stuff back home and then we finally came back here again in 1986. Okay. So um, I grew up in Glendale, California. I didn't speak any word of English. Zero, bro. Like, all I know, I just say was like, yes, no. That's How old it. were you in 86? So I was like nine. Okay. Nine. Gotcha. Yeah. So nine or 11. Like one of those years. Okay. Exactly what year it was. Yeah. So it was like either nine or 11 when I came here. No lick of English. I didn't speak anything at all. Yeah. And... You know, most people, like, when they first come to your country, they would go automatically into their own little community, and they just want to hang out with their own kind. They don't want to speak any other languages. They're yeah. especially their own. I don't want to do that, dude. I want to come here. When I came here, I really wanted to kind of, like, adapt this this language, you know, and just kind of be part of this culture out here. And what I did was just start hanging out with everyone, man. You know, like, I had, like, Hispanic friends. I had black friends. I had white friends, Asian friends, Samoans. I don't know. I was just—I was always the type of dude who just kind of got along with every culture, man. I just mm-hmm. wanted to kind of like absorb everything from every culture and kind of just bring it to myself, you know. Mm. And just learn about everyone, you know. That was kind of—I was always open-minded about that type of stuff. So when you uh, when you moved here, um, do you remember living back in Iran? Yeah, man, it was crazy, bro. Like um, this was during the wars and stuff that was going on too. So like, we lived like really close to the military airport also. Uh-huh. So like every night. We have to pull our curtains. We have like black curtains outside our windows. So every night we have to pull them all down, close all the windows up, so that when the Iraqi like planes when they're flying by, they wouldn't see like the lights, so they wouldn't drop the bombs. 
no shit dude like so dude. pretty much like so much almost every night it was like a light show you like imagine like fourth of july how it is every year imagine that it was like that every night dude every night they were like shooting up in the skies trying to get all the planes that were flying by dude because we're like live right next to the airport yeah so like every night you literally had to close all your curtains so that we know lights showing up on the, so we won't be able to see them from the sky wow that's intense dude that was intense bro. man that was like really crazy times man so that's the reason why one of the reasons we had to leave you know my mom was like you know it's just not really safe to live out here anymore so that's the reason why we took off and came here to this country started fresh you know got you so it's just your mom you and your brother yeah okay and my dad stayed back got you got you yeah. how old is your brother um he's six years apart from me got you got so you. he was older than me. he was already in high school when he came here okay cool yeah, yeah, yeah. so then you moved to the states what was your uh what was your initial thought on everything so before we came to the states we had to go to germany first and then to um get our visa and stuff get everything all situated and then from there we moved to like um, virginia where my uncle lived mm -hmm. and then we stayed with him for a while okay and then we finally moved to California and stayed with my aunt. Do you remember living in Virginia? Oh, yeah, dude. What yeah. was that like? It was cool, man. It was like, it was just like a culture shock, man. I remember the first place I ever went to was Toys R Us, bro. Yeah. <laughs> bro, like, I've never seen anything like that in my life. So really? I walked in, I just walked in and just saw this big old place, toys everywhere. Dude, it was like the biggest, I was like, dude, as a kid in the candy store, man, I've never seen anything like that, bro. Like, you yeah. didn't, we didn't have any of that stuff back home, you know? yeah so so back home what was it like like um is there any cities or anything that's an example that you can give it, it living there is like like it was kind of like we lived in tehran iran so it was kind of like the downtown la of the, got you yeah so like we live right in the middle of it the busy area yeah 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 but we didn't have stuff like that dude like you know toy stores and like kind of place, places like that you know big humongous like warehouses of like yeah all oh, that stuff is already right there you know within reach so when the first time we went there, I remember like my uncle had like a big old like a coin box sitting in his in his house, and he had all these just coins been thrown in there for like months and years, and he was like, "Just take this. We go to the store. We're gonna cash it all out, and then from this, we're gonna go to the store and buy something." Yeah. And guess what I bought, dude? The first thing I ever bought. What's that? It was that full, the Millennium Falcon I was telling you about. <laughs> no way. You, yeah that was actually back in during the time yeah, it was yeah, actually yeah. we can actually buy that thing in the store dude that was like dude i couldn't believe it man i had enough money to buy that thing wow dude imagine imagine like a little kid come from another country and going to a toys r us and seeing that thing in display i was just like dude i was like i have to have this yeah yeah man that was amazing dude it was like a good feeling just you know just from not having like a lot of things you know just coming here and getting that you know it was like best feeling in the world man yeah so then you come to socal and you you lived in uh in glendale yeah glendale okay yeah in glendale, glendale so uh what was it like growing up in glendale it was like a diverse community you know it was kind of like it, it was like pretty much you had every every nationality there you know you got a lot of armenians persians um asians filipinos blacks whites it was kind of like just like mixed culture everybody there yeah which was great man because you know i got to kind of just learn about everything you know every culture out there yeah so then when you started going to school and you uh you didn't know the language how was that so back then i'm not sure if they still do that anymore now but back then they actually had like a separate esl classes gotcha yeah yeah so i was pretty much in there pretty much majority of my school years mm. before it, i moved to junior high and stuff i was pretty much all esl classes all throughout the world okay so from from all your elementary in esl yeah dude so i learned how to write i learned how to do the other back then it was all about like handwriting too it's not that big of a deal anymore and now but yeah back then handwriting was huge dude i could still do it yeah dude. it looks like shit <laughs> <laughs> I could still but dude imagine how, how cool that was back in the day they'd be able to do all the handwriting stuff 
<laughs> Sometimes I try it, bro, and I'm just like, wow, that is terrible. <laughs> Dude, it's funny because now, like, you print everything, but back then, like, they were like, they used to actually made it like you had to do like cursive writing. Yeah. You dude, I, I mean? never even thought about that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the Declaration of Independence, bro. It's. Yeah, man. You can't even read it. No, dude. <laughs> it's it was, a bunch of loops and everything. Yeah, man. It was crazy, dude. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, dude, I pretty much learned all the English language from watching TV, dude. Yeah. I, mean, I think when I was a kid, I just sit there, sit in front of the TV and watch all the cartoons and all the TV shows. What was and your I, jam? What'd you watch? Oh, man. I used to watch Heathcliff, G.I. Joe, mm. the Ninja Turtles. Man, those are like my stuff, man. Those yeah. are like my cart- the WWF cartoons. Remember those in those mornings? No, dude. I think we're a one generation. Yeah, man. Separate, dude, man. cartoons back then were just like, dude, they were amazing, bro. Yeah, like just it's just something else back then, dude. They were very racy, and uh, yeah, it was it was a lot different. Than yeah, it is man. Today. Yeah, yeah, it was fun though, man. It was like you know, like I said, like I just sat there and watched in front of TV all day. Yeah, and that's how I picked up all the language, man. You know. Yeah. So when your mom came down, what did she do for work? Um, so she came, she had it from a uh, medical background. Okay. So she was a nurse back home. Got you. So she probably had, pretty much when she came out here, she had to take all her classes all over again and get all certified again in order to be able to work yeah, in yeah, the yeah, U- yeah. U.S. So got once you. she got all that stuff all set and then she finally starts working and stuff. And then we're just staying at an apartment in Glendale for years. Got you. Got you. Yeah, man. So, so fast forward to, um, like high school. What was that like? So, um, when I was work, when we were actually living in Glendale, um, uh-huh. my brother got accepted to go to UC Irvine. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So we pretty much moved from Glendale, and then we moved to Orange County. And then my first high school that I went to was in Bonaparte. Okay. Yeah, it was just different, man. Because my junior high back back in Glendale was a lot bigger than even my high school that I went to. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything was all more, you know, smaller and stuff. But it was the same thing though. When I when I moved to Bonaparte, it was the same thing. Everything was all diverse. Yeah, I love that man. It's just like you know, like I said, like when I growing up and stuff, I love just absorbing all the different cultures and hanging out with everyone. I was always the type of dude, man. I just got along with everyone, dude. You know, yeah. you know, these days, like back in the, even back in those days, everybody was all clicked out. They're hanging out with different cliques. I was always just type of dude, man. I just kind of got along with everyone. Yeah, I hang out with everyone throughout the day. You know, just make new friends every day. Just hang out with every different clicks and stuff yeah dude that's the best way man if i could go back i would do that to this day you know i just stayed by myself and in my own little bubble yeah 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 and you've seen all like these different tables and like the skater table the punk rock table or whatever and just nowadays i wish i could just go back and just you know talk to everybody make as many friends as possible no dude that's what i was back then it was just i think it was maybe it was a little bit easier back then yeah everybody kind of just got along more you know yeah but for the most part you know i just kind of was the type of dude just kind of was real comfortable talking to everyone yeah i was never awkward and just never just made friends all the time you know yeah i do because probably coming from a different world man you're just seeing everything and you're just like wow i i I appreciate these experiences more than you know somebody who was born out here would because they don't know what is what it's like in a different country i didn't like i said like you know I, i didn't like you know these days we're talking about all the racism and stuff that's going on around the world like i can't relate to that man because like even when I was a little kid coming here, you know, just I wanted to hang out with everyone. I never like looked at someone and be like, oh, that's that race. I can't hang out with that race or the count. I know this race, you know, it was just to me, everyone looked the same to me. Yeah. And that's what I teach my son every day, man, every day. And you can see it with him too, you know, at school, he hangs out with everyone. Just you want kids to do that. I think the way it works is that if you teach all that stuff with your, with your kids when they're young, 
they're always going to be that type of person growing up yeah definitely it's all about what you teach them you know and that's all about that dude. yeah man there's so much power in parenting bro people don't understand it but i've talked to so many people and when you talk to them you kind of realize that their childhood played a huge part in who they are as a person as an adult no definitely man definitely yeah, and that's that's pretty much how i always been and i always taught him the same way you know yeah i love it man yeah man so when did you get hooked on cars so in 92 93 um that's when i started really noticing the cars and stuff you know i was getting a little bit older i was in high school and stuff and there was this dude that went to our high school he had like a yellow crx and i was all fixed up and it was all dumb they had a roll cage in it and i was like damn this is freaking cool man you know yeah so I kind of started like started like you know doing more research on cars and stuff, and I was like, man, I really want to get into this hobby, you know. So once high school is over, I didn't have a car then still. Gotcha. But once I was high school is over, um, kind of just trying to. Get, I found my job for my first hop, my first job was actually a sizzler. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah, sixteen yeah. years old. I started busboying and stuff, you know, just trying to collect money and stuff. And then um, my mom gave me her Dodge Colt. It was like an '86 Dodge Colt. It was her first car she ever bought when she came to the u.s yeah it was like this little brown gold sedan and that's all the money i had back then so i just you know she gave me that car and it was my daily and i was like you know what i'm gonna like i want to really want to fix this thing up you know i know there's not a lot of things for it so the first thing we did like I, there was this guy like um had a muffler um, had like a shopping up in whittier i took the car to him and then they cut the springs for me so because there was no springs back then for yeah. that car you know so we they cut the springs and then we we lowered it and we put the exhaust on there the car was automatic, obviously, but it wasn't really going to be that fast. But then one day we jacked it up and I cut out all the cat off it. <laughs> I mean, it was like just because yeah. with that type of car, we didn't really have that many options to do anything to it, you know? So it was kind of like my, my starter car. I kind of yeah. learned how to mess with cars and kind of do things. I remember like buying that like, set of wheels off of like, I don't know if you remember that. Um, There used to be this magazine. It's called, it was called, um, it was like what? classifieds uh, the auto trader it was kind of like auto trader okay. but it was like none of the one that was like you can buy parts off and stuff people okay. would sell like rims and all kinds of random stuff got it i think it was auto trade it was like auto part of auto trader but gotcha. the back side the back side yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 i know what you're talking about so this dude was like selling some like five star wheels and i bought it and i didn't even know anything about wheels we put it on it didn't even fit the car <laughs> it was all sticking out like <laughs> so i had to fucking get rid of that and i was like you know what this is kind of like i was just trying to do anything i could trying to fix that car but i knew that was like there's only i'm only going to be get so far with this car yeah and then once i you know i started working more and getting more money um the mini trucking scene was huge back then yeah so i ended up getting a 94 Toyota truck okay that was like my brand my first brand new you know thing i went to the dealership you know Oh shit! So it was brand new, ninety four. Yeah, I bought a brand new ninety four wow. pickup truck, dude. What and, what did that cost? Um, I think back then it was like around nine, gotcha. eight or nine thousand, somewhere gotcha. around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, I didn't even know how to drive stick. Yeah. <laughs> so my pops like, you know what? Just buy it. Just get it, and then we know we'll learn how to drive it. You know. So I pretty much drove it. I bought it, and then um, he drove it on the way back. Mm -hmm. And then my buddy Tim. He lived right next door to me. He was like one of my best friends. He had a 67 VW Bug. Okay. And then he knew how to drive stick because that's pretty much his car was, you know? Yeah. So every time, um, whenever he wasn't working or I wasn't working, we would go to the back streets and stuff. And then he'll jump in my truck. We'll go somewhere and then he'll jump out. And then I would jump in the car and then he would actually show me how to drive it. Gotcha, gotcha. And then from there, I just picked it up. And then next thing I knew, I was like, dude, this is, this is real easy, you know? Yeah. And you know, it's funny thing is that ever since that car, that truck, I've never had anything not manual. Mm -hmm. Everything I've owned from that point on in my life, it's all been not, it's all been manual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had an automatic. Yeah, 
there's something about it man yeah man i was i was just hooked from that point on dude yeah and i love from, it and then from there it just kind of just uh all snowball from there man yeah um back back in those days i was the only guy from my circle that actually had the truck mm-hmm. all my boys back then were all honda heads you know so everybody had hondas i mean i used to kick it with pretty much everybody back in those days uh-huh. so another you know, one of the biggest shops that we used to go to back then was jg and Gen- yeah, yeah, yeah yeah oh shit that was when steph was working there mm-hmm. and all the homies were over there so i linked up with them i used to go visit them all the time and then we got the car on they put the cams in for me and then we hooked it up and the step was tuning it for me then i mean this is dude this is like the this is like 94 95 when yeah. dude when the import scene was just fucking popping off and it was just insane man everybody that was pretty much fast was at engine at jg engine dynamics dude i mean like everybody was over there yeah. i see, see steph there um who else used to be over there um, pretty much like i would say like all the guys from back in the day miles Miles was kind of there back then. I didn't really get to see him too much because he was already kind of like doing, doing his, his own thing, thing gotcha. at that time already. Um, Tony Fuchs was stopping by there all the time. Dude, I mean, I mean, telling you, like everybody back in the day was like, if anybody was fast, they were already there, dude. And Vietnam was all used to be over there. So Javier was the nicest guy, man. Was he? He was one of those dudes, man. Like if you just never even know you, if you ever stop by his shop, he'll, sh- he'll show you around. He'll teach you things. So, I mean, he'll... He just like he just opened the door for you. you know he was never the type of guy like hey what are you doing at my shop you know it was kind of like it was like a really funny guy man yeah did yeah. you run into the Bergenholtz back then yeah Ron yeah Ron and um Ed were really cool guys too as well so because the reason I knew those guys because um my boy Mark Fata uh-huh. I don't know if you remember his car his car was the first car that ever made it to the cover of um Super Street magazine the mm. yellow DA Integra that's kind of jumping off the on the cover mm. so he was actually my neighbor down the street yeah. So I used to go to his pad all the time. And then um, that's how I kind of met him. I got all Ron and all those guys because they all had DAs and stuff. And he knew all the DA community. So they're all used to hang out. And then um, Gary Kubo used to stop by there. Lisa Kubo used to go to his house all the time. Wow. Because they were building his car for him. So they were always at his house. I got to meet all those guys. I mean, this is like, this is the time, man. Like all the guys that were like just kind of starting to kind of come up in the scene. They were all around the same circle, dude. So back in that time, did you know that you were around something special yeah dude i mean i knew man i knew i mean i knew the scene was just gonna blow up dude i mean it was just kind of like one of those things that just from the time that where it was you knew that it was gonna just keep getting better and better and better and better and just yeah you know over the years did you go to um the uh the events that they had the uh import show off dude well ken ken was uh, actually one of my really good buddies uh uh-huh he was always he's always actually really good friends with mark as well because he was part of the mainstream crew that were from Team Kosoku. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so Ken was always, always outside his house. It was funny because like Mark's house was like kind of like the, the this middle section of everybody where everybody used to go. Yeah. It was funny. It was like an apartment right there in Bonaparte Park. But it was just a spot, man. Everybody used to go to his pad all the time, dude. Used to, just everybody used to go hang out over there. Kosoku, that's uh, RJ as well. Yeah, yeah. I used to meet, that's how I met RJ as well. We used to always go hang out with him at his apartment over there yeah. in LA. You so, know, it's funny. When I first started in the Honda community, um, I started hanging out with guys from uh, San Fernando. Okay. And uh, that's from, from Guillermo. You yeah. know Guillermo GPR. Yeah, yeah. 
he would take me out there to meet his guys and he was part of kosoku yeah and so was uh ej and parnell and i'm just like oh shit that's crazy and then i have like uh rj on the podcast and he talks about it and come to find out those are like his cousins yeah the new generation generation of yeah man wow man there's so many layers to all this dude dude. bro i mean like the the whole thing with ken and the mainstream show-offs man dude i was like those are the epic days man like ken really dominated the whole show scene back in those days i mean like if you didn't know what emperor show was then you were kind of just like sleeping on the rock <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but i mean like some of the most amazing show cards ever came out of that i mean they were yeah. all like from the whole import show off scene yeah when we had um bergenholz on he actually went to his closet and was pulling out boxes of old flyers and stuff yeah. dude he had the old programs from the first ever import show off and then uh also uh battle of the imports oh yeah with, uh, dude. frank Choi. Frank, yeah man yeah so what was that like? Bro, I remember that first, the first event I ever went to, man. It was the most amazing thing, dude. It was literally cars lined up to race all the way to the back of the whole parking lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it was insane, dude. It was like probably like three, four hundred cars there, dude. It was like unbelievable, man. How many people were there just to support in that event, dude? Yeah. Was- so Battle of the Imports and uh, Import Show Off, were these the, the first events for the honda community absolutely man definitely dude yeah i mean frank dude i mean frank was the first guy to ever do this dude you know yeah he's definitely somebody i want to have on the podcast oh man that'd be epic man it'd be great to have him on here yeah dude this That's is so definitely cool. a legend right there for sure you you fit in like the middle of it you know from like the steph and ron and all those guys yeah and then you're like in the middle of it so it's dope to get your perspective it's funny because i mean like i see those guys still till this day you know i catch up with them all the time and i just see what like where they were and where they are now (laughs) it's crazy man they come a long way you know yeah and they moved into the uh the drifting community now dude steph was doing it for a while too he was driving. i remember he was driving for a while and then kind of just gave up the whole driving thing and then he actually trying to build his own team. Now he's doing all. He's, he's still killing doing it, it, man. He's still doing it, bro. Big shout out to him. Yeah, dude. Dope. So when did you start with? Um, let's jump into AM7, dude. Tell me about that. Yeah, because that was before my time. But when I got in it, AM7 was Wu Tang. That was yeah, dude. That was it, bro. So like me and Noah linked up, um, probably like in o two o three. So that's when we met and stuff. And then um when I was building my car, you know, like, yeah, dude, like, he's like, let's pick this car, get this car built together, and then, um, you know, get you in the crew, you know. Back then, Jonah wasn't around. Jonah was out of state. I believe he was back in Tennessee. Okay. Um, he was out there for, I'm sure, for work, I believe he was out there for. Uh-huh. And then he came back out, and then I finally got to meet Jonah, and Jonah had the, the coupe. I don't know if you remember yeah, his car with yeah. the leopard interior and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then there was Paul with the white EK, mm-hmm. and then we had Aries with the Prelude, and there was Ryan with the EF, mm-hmm. and there was Danny with the four-door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Adam also with the right-hand drive, and then Jeremy later on got in with the black ITR. Got you, yeah. got you. But then that was the circle, man. That was our little, you know, little group that kind of just, kind of just, kind of just did our thing, you know? Like yeah. we're, we're, we're all about like creativity and having our each of our own cars, having their own identities, you know? So you got the EG back in 02. Yes. And um, when did you start meeting the AM7 guys? Was it around the same time? Or? 03, 02, 03. Okay, 02, I already 03. know New already. Got you, got no, you, got I always, you. I always know Noah from just running into shows and stuff and seeing him. Uh-huh. So he always had his black EG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. had that car for a long time, dude. He, I think he bought that car back in 98. Wow. So, I mean, he was like probably one of the first people I ever actually saw with a right-hand drive EG mm-hmm. up in SoCal, dude. 
you know he's had that car forever man yeah there were some uh creative builds that came out of that crew man Dude, man yeah I mean, especially when we did that cover shoot together that was probably one of the first ever like group cover yeah shoot together on an actual magazine and that was compact car no that was hci hci yeah okay what did that stand for um i'm not sure to be honest with hci you. yeah yeah okay. yeah that was neil and gene they were like the publishers of the magazine so okay the, the tijin brothers oh no shit yeah that was them dude that, they're the ones that actually ran that magazine oh got you got yeah, you yeah 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 so they're the ones pretty much you know set that whole shoot up for us man okay dude those, those guys man if you guys aren't listening you need to google that I mean, you could probably just google the am7 hci and it'll pop up dude i i remember seeing that and then the um the coupe with the leopard interior Bro, that, i mean <laughs> that car was literally done in the late 90s as well man it was like to me that was probably one of the first ever wire tuck engine bays yeah. that was ever done, man. Yeah. You know, that was one of the cars that kind of set it off. Even with the whole bolts and the washers and stuff, if you ever look at this feature of his car uh-huh. in 98, 19, like 98, 99 era, if yeah. you ever find a picture of his engine bay, he was, um, Jonah was already doing with the washers and the bolts and all that stuff back in those I days. I remember, but, dude. Yeah. I think I ever, once, once, I think one time I actually linked you on there and showed it to you. Oh, sorry. Dude. So, I mean, like, I mean, that car was like, you know, like one of the guys, cars that, I should set all that stuff up back back in the day you know yeah because because he was always about the whole hot rods and all that stuff cause. yeah yeah yeah. so if you come from that era which is where i came from you know i had a chevelle before any yeah. honda yeah it's kind of like second nature yeah you know you repaint stuff and then you just put new hardware yeah on because i mean back in those days i mean everybody just wanted to go fast so nobody really took their time to really you know make their engine base like super super you know tucked and get rid of this get rid of that yeah paint this and powder coat dad and all that stuff that stuff wasn't just unheard of back in those days yeah you know so when you guys came out what was it like dude it was just like you know like it was it was unbelievable man it was it was just like we came out of nowhere and we just kind of showed up on the map and everybody just kind of just absorbed it you know Mm -hmm. we just like kind of started a little trend with a crew man it was fun dude it was that era to me is probably the most funnest era ever man really that was like you know we had the honda tech going on we had nwp it's all the forums and everybody was just on the forums mm-hmm. and just kind of getting to know each other and just kind of networking with everybody around the world and just it was a fun time as being on the forums so you were early on the forums oh yeah i was on the honda tech for years and then well before that i was on hybrid.jp yeah 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 that was one of the og og forums and then from there i got on honda tech and then eric and um andy started um nwp mm-hmm. so that they hit me up I was like hey dude we start a new forum and stuff so we're about to start it up get on there I don't know if you remember this. We used to, they used to have the, um, they used to like prank people on there. Mm-mm. You don't remember the pranks? No. What? Oh man, yeah. So um, Andy and um, Eric they used to do the, the the prank calls and stuff. Okay. Yeah, there was like a bunch of them there, and I was on one of them. I got actually linked to you one time. I actually have all of them. For everybody that ever got one, I would, I was I actually have a collection of them saved. On no my way. Yeah, dude. So they actually got me one time. They called me my house. They're like, yeah, this is um, this is, da 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 from the sheriff's police department. We just want to let you know that um, we looked up your VIN number and the motor um, ended up being stolen in your car. And they're just kind of just pranked me, dude. So they were like, yeah, um, yeah, we need you to um, have your car. Actually, we're gonna actually have someone come pick up your car from your house and have it towed <laughs> to the department, dude. They got me good. No. Yes, dude. <laughs> I was like totally freaking out because I was like, dude, my motor is a G- um, JDM motor. How could that be even a stolen motor, you know? But then I started thinking about it. I was like, dude, what is on that car? Maybe it wasn't a JDM motor. So I kind of just like, you know, like freaking out a little bit about it. Then I was like, man, who are these guys? 
They're like, yeah, we need your address. We're about to come over your house right now. No. We want to pick up your car. We want to get it inspected. It was funny, dude. They got me good, bro. But they went. They did like a bunch of these like prank calls with a bunch of different people, man. It was the funniest times, man. Got you. That forum was so much fun, bro. Like, it we were was. Literally on, we were literally on there just shooting shit all day on Damn, that. Damn, man. It definitely was, dude. Uh, I didn't get on until probably about... 06 okay somewhere around there yeah 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 yeah. yeah. that's when i ended up moving to uh, nevada yeah and that's when i met raul okay. and he was on the forums okay. back then yeah and uh since he's on and i'm just looking at him like what is he doing i was oh let me jump on there and then that's when i got bit by the bug dude. yeah but yeah i was dude i remember like time. i used to type all caps on there and everybody saw his like trip out on that because my my was my g my g had his own like a separate keyboard yeah <laughs> The caps lock keyboard. So because I always wrote in all caps, dude. And people used to get all mad on there. It was funny. Like I remember random, that. Random people like they didn't know who I was. Yeah. They used to DM me. Yeah. Hey man, what's wrong with you? Why are you typing all caps for? What's wrong with you? Really? Why are you yelling for? I'm yeah. like, no, dude, this is just the way I type, you know. What about Doggy? Where did Doggy come dude, from? Dude, Doggy came up like from back in the day, just hanging out with the homies, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like just... the old, like old term that we used to use you know doggy yeah. this doggy that you know <laughs> and it just call. stuck yeah bro and until this day you know i call everybody doggy you know just, what's I, up doggy what's going on you know i have the same thing with bb yeah bb yeah, i remember that that's exactly. my shit dude yeah dude yeah i just um i forget what language it is the bb yeah because no, it's short for habibi oh yeah 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 and okay. habibi means like beloved yeah yeah you know? like a term of endearment okay so then uh, we just shortened it to BB. <laughs> and then that turned out to be like an acronym for baby. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. people that uh, don't know, they're like, what the hell? Why is, this, why is yeah, Frank calling yeah. everybody baby for? Yeah, it was like one day too when he first started saying it. I was like, BB, who's he calling BB? Who's this BB? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But that, it's crazy how shit just sticks like that. And then yeah, just, man. Everybody's, I think everybody's kind of like, if you, when you think of each person that you know, you always think of them as a certain thing that you know that kind of just resembles you who yeah. they are, you know? You're definitely doggy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my post, man. Hell it's yeah. funny because until this day, people call me out like, dude, how come you don't ever say, how come you don't ever type in caps anymore? I'm like, dude, that was only on the forums. Bro. Yeah. Down, bro. You miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So speaking of the forums, man, when did you start getting familiar with those guys like, uh, like Rodriguez and Hegner and... So I met, I met Matt actually on um on honda tech so when i first finished getting the car done yeah so um so my buddy john um dot garage dm john i don't know if you remember john tanji no that was before my time yeah yeah so he's the one that used to work on my car like one of my best friends dude um so he passed away and then before all that happened um we met actually matt and all them on Mm -hmm. the honda tech and stuff so we told him that hey we're finishing this car we're about to kind of release it and then Matt was like, dude, I want to shoot it. This is before Matt was ever in the magazines. Yeah. He was always known as Rodriguez shot. Oh, okay. Got you. So this was like, every, every time like he did a shoot, everybody was like just waiting, dude. Like we would like sit there on Honda Tech and we would just wait for Matt just like to post up the pictures, bro. Yeah. You know? So when, we, when he hit me up, he's like, dude, I want to shoot your car. Dude, I was like static, bro. I was like, dude, I can't wait for this. So we met up for the first time ever um, in Cyprus. Mm-hmm. we all hang out and stuff and then he brought all his camera stuff and then we shot her somewhere out in Cyprus and then he was like yeah dude I'm about to post it today so like I went home and I heard him get home and I was like dude it was just like you sit in there dude, like sitting behind the computer dude it's funny because like these days we're all on our phones yeah but back in those days in the early 2000s dude nobody was on their phones ever yeah we all ran home to get behind our computers and sit behind a computer and just get check all this stuff online you know 
So I couldn't wait to get home. I sat down behind the computer, turned it on. And I was like, and Matt hit me up. I was like, all right, bro, I'm about to post. Are you ready? And then boom, it just posted that thing. And I just started looking at all the pictures. And obviously, you know, it got all the haters. You don't have the haters. Some people give the props. Some people don't. Whatever, you know. I was like, yeah. Back in those days, I was like, I wasn't really used to it yet, you know. So uh-huh. you kind of like, you know, before you say like when you get like negative comments, you're like, dude, what the heck? What's going on with this guy? Why is he like, you know? But I'm just kind of like, then you just kind of just get used to it, you know. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be back in one minute. Hilto Automotive has been a supporter of Downtime with Downstar for quite some time now, and we know that they're in your corner, that they got your back, whether you're under a car or you just need some help. No matter your race, creed, engine platform preference, that motto stands true. Accord, Civic, S2000, any Honda, any customer, anywhere in the world with equal respectful treatment for all. We at Downtime with Downstar share these values. And as a special gift to Downtime listeners, they are giving you guys a special deal. Using the Let's Deal function at the top of HeeltoeAuto.com, you'll find an option to request a special quote. Submit a special quote using the key phrase, I'm down with Downstar. Once again, the key phrase is, I'm down with Downstar for a special deal on whatever you're shopping for. And of course, if you need any help, Marcus from Heeltoe is available by call, text, email to help out. Heeltoe wishes you guys a happy, healthy, and safe 2020. So I know a lot of you guys are questioning, what is this whole cult thing that's going on? Well, we at Downstar are starting our own cult. What is it? Are you gonna have to drink punch? Are we gonna sleep with your wives? No, none of that yet. But what it is, is a direct number to us, meaning me, Frank Downstar, I'm the one that's answering the text. So please, right now, text us, 818-403-3473. You're just gonna have to follow a couple simple steps, get added to your contacts, and uh, text us, you know? Let us know what you're thinking of the episode so far, if you guys have any questions, anything like that, anything, even wanna talk about life, man, just shoot us a text. We're here to help you guys out, and we're here to have some fun, man. And uh, that's what the cult's about, so come join the cult. 818-403-3473 no charges we're not gonna be selling your info no bullshit like that guys just straight up fun so make sure you guys shoot us a text right now 818-403-3473 and uh enjoy the rest of the episode have a good day yeah yes today some dude just told me to suck his hairy dick see <laughs> yeah see it never ends right never ends it never ends bro <laughs> you just gotta learn how to deal with yeah. it yeah yeah dude <laughs> But man, Matt was like, you know, like the the guy that kind of just everybody was like was excited for them to shoot their car and stuff. So that's how I met him and Opie and all those guys from San Diego. Yeah. So and then um, one year they invited all of us from AM7. A lot of the guys from AM7 came down. We rolled down to San Diego, and I don't know if you know Brent. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to do. He does the Honda Super Honda Super Meet. Okay. He does it now. You know that show? No. He never been to any of his events. No, no. So no. he's from Canada. Okay. So back then, his um his show was called Import Fest. Got you. It's still around, right? Import Fest. I believe they still have it in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got but, you. So that was the first one he ever did in SoCal. Got you. So okay. So all of us like went down there, and then we showed our cars, mm-hmm. and then it was like me, Rodriguez, Opie. Um, it was Ryan with the EF, Paul with the EK, and then um, Aries with the Prelude uh-huh. M7, and then I don't know if you remember um, Chad. Chad had the the EG back in those days, mm. the blue EG that uh, Mauricio owns now. Okay, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, so yeah, that. But actually, before that car, he didn't even have that car yet. So he had his silver. Um, it was like a gray silver. Um, the 
it was like a EF sedan. It was turbocharged. So he brought that car down. It was like a group of us, like Noel with the all Mugen del Sol. Dude, we all like, we all showed our cars together. Do every one of us like actually like um, placed in that, in, in whatever class we were in, bro. <laughs> no way. Yeah, dude, it was the funnest show ever, man. We had a great time. And that was crazy because that same night, we're all staying at Ryan's house. And then all of a sudden we hear the sirens going off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember the San Diego fires. Mm-mm. Dude, that was like in back in like um '04, I believe okay. it was. It was the crazy San Diego fires that burned almost like a lot of the San Diego down. Oh shit! So we got a call like a dude. It was like two, three o'clock in the morning. We started getting like a knock on our door, and the CHP was outside of there. We're like, what the hell's going on? Like, yeah, everyone needs to evacuate. The fires are about to go. We open up the Ryan's door, and we can literally see the fire like a little bit of ways across the street. That's how crazy the fires were. And this is Ryan Ordinary. Yeah. Right. Yeah, dude. Got you, got yeah, that's you. when he was um, stationed down in San Diego. Okay. Yeah, man. So we we're all like freaking out. We're like, oh my God, we got to get out of here. So everyone was like jumping in their cars. And like, yeah, bro. <laughs> and then me, I was getting lost. I started, I'm like, I'm on the freeway. I'm just driving. And I'm like, dude, this doesn't look right, dude. I don't think I'm going home. And guess what? I realized I was going the wrong way. I was driving to Arizona. Oh. <laughs> so I literally had to turn around and come back to the other way. I'm always getting lost, bro. I'm like, one thing about me, people always always make fun of me, bro. I'm like Mike, we used to go to street races back in the day. I was go the wrong way, go the wrong. I gotta go make it right here, and I go totally make it left, go the other direction. Yeah. So I'm always been known to get lost, but yeah, that was funny, bro. I was like, this doesn't look like I'm starting to see cactuses. What's going on? <laughs> dude, I literally drove like an hour and a half the wrong way. No fucking. Yeah, dude, and Paul was like following me in his EK, so he was like, he was like, he thought I was going the right way, and then I'm looking at him like, I don't think we're going the right way, bro. Oh shit. You know, shit. back in those days, we didn't have the navvies and all that stuff. Yeah. Dude. It was like just the, you know. <laughs> Nah, you can't get lost because you got all that stuff on your phones. Back then, it was like no, none of that navvy stuff on the phones. You know? Yeah, I had like a flip phone back then. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude, those are good times. Dude, man. like it just like I don't know, it's weird, man, because like I feel like people are like really socially awkward. Yeah, in definitely. This generation, you know, back then, like you didn't really have like your um, you didn't have your phones always be glued on, looking surfing the web and all that stuff. We had like a little small flip phone with a camera on it, maybe if even that. Just for calls. Yeah, bro. I mean, we texted maybe here and there, but it wasn't really that big of a deal, you know. If you yeah. wanted to talk to someone, we really pick up the phone and make the calls. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I remember um, just being so excited just to get back and just to open up NWP to see like a PM pop up or yeah, something dude. like that. Yeah, man. It was like that was our way of like, you know, networking with everyone throughout the world, you know. Yeah. I made like so many good friends throughout the world, like this country, around the world, everywhere, man. Yeah, definitely. Just our man. way of just to connect. You never know how, um, how I don't want to say bad, but not um, convenient the way you're communicating is until a new form comes out you know Absolutely. so back then when you had the forums and then you had the pms that was that was it that yeah. was all you needed because that's all you knew yeah so it was uh it was awesome man but nowadays dude it's like you could communicate with anybody anywhere there's so many ways to communicate so I you kind of take take it for granted especially for if you're in the younger generation who when you turn 13 or whatever you got a phone yeah so all you know is just to have that technology yeah. in your hands but it was so cool man just to get home and just to pop open nwp and it see was, man. who updated their build thread oh shit look at the tank mike did this it or was cool whoever rye wire is doing new harnesses oh shit the k-swap and yeah, things dude. like that appearance and cosmetics man that was like my spot bro. yeah definitely always be all shaved and tuck thread bro that was it yeah 
that, that was, was that was classic bro. so many legends were on there man yeah oh definitely man people don't know to this day like what actually birthed from that that thread right there because nwp to me was the epitome of like california socal condensed what everybody is doing yeah honda tech was more of a worldwide kind of thing to see what guys are doing all over the country and it was very uh it was you wouldn't have like the craziest builds in the east coast or whatever like in one spot you would have to go kind of find them and nwp in nwp it was so concentrated so when you go on there it's just amazing builds after builds and it was like a comfortable environment too everybody can just you know just kind of shoot shit yeah you know and it made more sense when you know this guy and he's not from uh alabama or new jersey he's from like a couple cities away from you yeah so it makes things a lot more of a community Definitely. and that's how i felt when i was on nwp dude no i mean you didn't have to have like a socal uh address to be on it no, but it was all, just man. it was majority socal guys that were on it and dude we've se- i've seen so many people blow up from there to have businesses to this day that are Absolutely, like man. running the the community it's crazy right yeah such as like ryan you know rywire dude yeah. i remember seeing him i'm pretty sure you remember even yeah. more just seeing him start off and like him doing harnesses and you have to send in the harness for them to redo it and now he's just he's building the uh yeah, the s2000 with a tesla motor in it dude just speaking of ryan i mean like when i was um when i when i tore my whole car apart back in um back in 0607 mm-hmm. remember my whole my motor blew up mm-hmm. blew my motor up back in like 05 or okay era. so the car kind of sat for a little while and then we just tore the whole car apart and then ryan was like one of the people man just kind of you know just opened up arms and you know just came down and actually he came that was before he even moved down yeah to he SoCal. lived in so or norcal yeah dude um he just took a trip down he actually came over to my buddy eric's shop and he helped out and he helped me do my brake lines he made the custom harness for me i'm like yeah man dude like I mean like just a lot of a lot of people that really you know opened up their arms to help me build my car back up when i was down for all those years dude yeah and he was definitely one of the top guys that was always there and I really always appreciate him for that, man. Yeah, hell yeah. I hear so many stories of like that. That's how he started his grind, man. And that's yeah, where man. he is to this day. You yeah. just don't give up and you just keep going at it. Yeah, man. And he's always trying to find a way, find ways to, you know, kind of just take, take, take it to the next level. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Even when he he's goes... He's never satisfied with where he's at. Yeah, when he goes to the next level, he goes to another level and people haven't even reached that the other, the, level. The other level. It's true, though, dude. It's yeah, true, especially it's with hard. that Integra, man. That, that car is still to, out of this world, you know? It's hard to catch up with him. You know, he's always going to be like at least a few steps ahead of you. Yeah, we need leaders like that Definitely, in the man. community. Definitely, dude. But yeah, I mean, like I said, like just the, the scene and the whole industry has evolved so much from the time I started back in the early 90s yeah. to where it's at today, dude. Yeah. You know? So tell me about the uh, IBOC meet. Do you remember the when that started out? Yeah, so I, I went to the 04 was the actual... The, first i don't know if you ever been to that one no, so no, the no, first no, no. first one was the oh, 2004 okay when rodriguez and kind of got all together mm-hmm. and they set up this little small little venue at actually at the ibok facility yeah so we all rolled up and we all hung out and then that and then the following year the 2005 was the first one the actual one that the big 2005 huge, that okay. was when the first official one that happened dude so I mean, we've been going there since you know since '04, like I said, dude. Yeah. What was that like, dude? It was it was amazing, man. That first, I mean, the first the 2005 one, man. I just can't believe it, dude. It was it was insane. Yeah. 
It was a place where you could put a screen name to a face, huh? Dude, it was, man. Like, you just walk away, just kind of just look around, and you just knew everybody about their cars. Yeah. Like, that's that username, that's that username. And it was... I always wish that they were able to kind of keep it there at that mm-hmm. same menu all those years. But, you know, you knew it was going to kind of grow out of that, you know, because it was just kept getting bigger and bigger yeah. every year. It was going to grow out of that spot, you know, and it was it was bound to happen for them to have to move it somewhere else. Yeah. Even when I started going, I think my first year um, as a spectator was 2008. Okay. And going there 2008, um, yeah. I was meeting up with uh, Raul. Yeah. Because I had already moved back to California, but he was coming from Nevada yeah. to go to the show. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll go hang out with you over there at the event. And then just seeing all the cars, was, the inspiration was insane. Dude, dude yeah, man. It was, dude, when you did that one year too, it was indoors. Mm-hmm. That was 2011. Cool. And actually rained for the first time yeah, ever at 2011. That was the last one. That was the last one at the Eibach facility yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so from uh, 2008 was my first one. 2009 was our first booth yeah. ever. So um, we set up right there. And it's just, it's crazy, bro, that to be able to just grow with the event and then just see what it is. I know, man. To this day. The first time I ever met you was at that um, that movie shoot. That's right. Remember that? Yeah, that was 2009. Yeah, dude. That yeah. was when he first rolled up with that car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, that was a fun what, night, man. It it was the uh, the wait. It was the movie shoot. It was uh, for like a Honda commercial. Or the commercial. Like that. It yeah. was the commercial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was uh, that was in two thousand nine as well. Yeah, and it was for a Honda commercial. I actually have the commercial. I have the I picture. Found it. Oh, you did? Yeah. No way. Yeah, it's in my other phone, but I do have it. It's I funny because I was like flipping through. Um, I had like a bunch of albums on my computer, dude. I actually have like a bunch of pictures. Mm-hmm. From that night, and I but took a bunch of pictures of your car from that night. Really? Yeah, dude. I have like all these all these albums I saved from all these years. That's when I met uh, Fred from uh, I think he's at VIS now. Um, Top Down. Okay. Yeah, him and um, dude. I met so many other people from dude, that day because yeah, we're just stuck there and you couldn't really dude. leave. They're all night, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember I got pulled over on the way home. Did from, you? Yeah, from the same cop that gave me a ticket like the week before. Oh my god! For the same exact reason, dude. And I was talking so much shit to him, and he was just like, "Oh, okay, here." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "It's you again." Yeah, I'll let you go this time. Fuck, man, great times, dude. dude. Man, yeah, I mean, just like I said, just a lot of changes over the years. But my love and passion for this hobby, man, just never ends, bro. Yeah, I love this stuff, dude. I love. I live for this stuff. Yeah, you know. So when did you start to notice that the the tank had um, it was revered to as like a a very great build? When did you start knowing that your build was separate from a lot of other people's? Just when I started getting noticed by like you know so many different magazines, you know, just hitting me up and you know wanting to shoot my car and sponsors, just hitting me up, you know, wanting like you know help me out. So yeah. I knew that car actually, you know was at a certain level where I was actually able to, you know, utilize it for like get help and, you know, yeah. sponsorships and get in the magazines. At that time, what were some of the companies that were uh, sponsoring you? So like my first OG sponsor since day one was Fal- um, Function Form. Okay, got you, got yeah, you. Yeah, man. So Preston and them, that was like when they first started the company back in 2005. Mm-hmm. So that was like one of my first sponsors ever. Then Falcon came in. So Falcon was like probably my number two um, sponsor I ever got. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much have all my sponsors I've had since day one. I mean, they're all still on board, man. Got you. You know, Ryan helped me out. You know, that, I mean, Jeff, I can go all day. Like, there's so many different companies over, over the years that helped me out. And they're and unfortunate that they're still around. Yeah. I mean, a few, obviously, you know, they, they're not around anymore. But 
They're most of them are until this day. You know, they're still going strong. Weren't you on the Skunk Two Street team as yeah, well? Yeah, dude. I still have my plaque on my engine, <laughs> yeah. bay, dude. Dude, that was like a special time, man. Yeah. When Brandon was working there, mm-hmm. so it was you, me, um, Sheepy. It was Alex. Yeah, it was Alex. Morgan. Morgan. Um, Danny was in there. Wasn't Danny part of it too? <sighs> Danny with the Blue EG. He had a Blue EG back then. Hmm. It was a Turbo Blue EG. I can't I believe remember. he was part of it. It was like a big five, six of us. That yeah, were yeah, part yeah. Of that. Ryan was on there too, actually. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan yeah, yeah. Ryan was a part of that group. Yeah. Dude, yeah, man. Till this day, I actually have that plaque still on my bay, bro. I, I still have that, the plaque. I'm not sure actually where it's at. It might be in the right-hand drive. But... Oh, really? Do you actually rivet it on? No, I didn't. I okay, didn't. Yeah. I just double stick taped uh, it on there. Yeah, actually, I was proud of that, man. I was like, you know, it was, it was cool, man. You know, we had a, we had like a good thing going there. Yeah, that was a good time. It was an exciting time for Skunk too, man. They were doing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. That was when, uh, you know, Brandon was there and um, oh, a lot of Shag Day was there uh-huh. and uh, Aaron Bonk was there. Yeah, dude, Aaron was there. Yeah, that was, that was a good time, man. Dude, I mean, they really, like, you know, they really opened up their arms, you know, and they helped us out a lot, dude, when I was doing my builds as well. That's yeah. Like, dude, I mean, I got my car, my cams degreed by, you know, the man himself, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, like, one of the biggest deals to me, if, like, you know, like, for him to do my car it was a big deal for me dude yeah you know hell yeah dude now have you done any shows or any events outside of california yeah so um we have our own car show actually it's in um, liverpool new york uh-huh so it's called street scene okay yeah so we do that almost every july well this past one i'm kristen and set it up this year because he actually for some reason i don't know it's weird because i don't know just maybe something just kind of just told him something was going to happen but mm-hmm. for some reason this year he decided not to do the show we usually mm-hmm. always have it every july and you know, fortunately, it actually worked out because of all the COVID stuff going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's in it's in, usually it's in July every um every summer. It's in Liverpool, New York, man. We got to come out, bro. Yeah. Dude, how, how long you been going out there for? Um, uh, last four years. Gotcha. It's been dude, it's fun, man. And I, I, he flies me out, and I do the um I do the Honda show. I'm the Honda class, mm-hmm. so I judge all the Hondas and stuff. So we have some great cars out there, man. Yeah. And then actually, this coming year, um, he's talking about moving the venue a little bit more closer to the New York City side. So we're trying to get a lot of more people from the city to come out as well. Yeah. Because it's usually it's kind of set up. The, the one that we have now is usually it's in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit further out away from the people that live in like New York City and all that. So this one's going to try to move it out a little bit towards that way. Yeah. So we can get a little bit more people to come out from different directions. Yeah, very cool. Dude, dude. it's an awesome show, man. It's an awesome venue. We get a really good turnout, man. It's fun. Good times. Yeah, I was looking forward to checking out some shows this year, but I don't know what's going to happen, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping like, you know, at least by... At least by next summer, dude, hopefully everything should go back to normal. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm shooting for. I feel like the next three, four, five months, I don't think there's really anything going on. Yeah. You know, you just have to shoot for like, maybe like, you know, summertime of next year. Yeah. It's definitely giving people more time for their builds. Yeah. For sure. I just saw the whole SEMA thing. Yeah. They just canceled SEMA. Dude, I didn't see that coming at all. I thought they were going to try to find a way to figure their way. Kind of. I was just thinking about it, man realistically speaking mm-hmm. how the fuck can i feel comfortable being at sema mm-hmm. that's how i felt dude yeah i had my room i had everything i was gonna go yeah. but i'm just just thinking like how are they gonna make this safe yeah how and it didn't make any sense to me because almost every sema i get sick somehow yeah because dude, there's just so many people you're shaking so many hands your your body is just getting beat to shit because you're out all night. You're up early it's in the morning. It's probably because all this air conditioning too coming in and out of the casinos. Exactly the the, the the weather. Yeah, it's just the weather change. So I always end up like after SEMA, I have a cold or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then I was just thinking like, bro, this is just gonna be way worse. 
and I wasn't not gonna go, but I was definitely concerned about it. Yeah, and just see that them cancel it. It's sad, is it, dude. Is it, is it weird that I've even noticed that um, ever since the whole mask thing kind of went that's going on, you see less people that are getting colds and flus and getting sick bro i don't know what that? the fuck is going on i don't know what numbers are real what no, numbers no, I'm not, aren't I'm not, even, I'm not even talking about the whole COVID thing you just, mean like just, just in general in general like, yeah do you, do you ever think did you see did you notice that at all because uh, i feel like you look like, like let's say before like you were mm-hmm. somewhere in a store right and then you saw someone in the store like has like a cold just, yeah like, sneezing coughing all over the place but now, like, if you have a mask on, I guess you feel like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. That person can cough and sneeze as much as they want. I'm not to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'm just like, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely tried to stay away from people, I just, too. I've just been trying to, like, make the best of it. You know, I've been rocking all these, like, custom ones. I have my buddies, like, they make all these, like, ones with, like, different things. I'm, like, me and Kenji have one with, like, you know, Mandal- Mandalorian on there. You know, yeah. I have a camo one. I just try to just... Just try to make the best of it. At least rock something fun here and there, man. Just put this whole thing going on. Yeah. You know? You and Kenji seem to have an awesome relationship. Yeah, bro. man. That's my dude, man. We do everything together. You know? I was telling him earlier, man. We're driving up here. I was like, dude, like, me and my pops, you know, like, we never really had, like, that type of relationship, you know? It was always the, you know, it's always have to be the guy you're always, like, scared of to get when you get home. And, you know, ah, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, strict. Yeah. He was, like, super strict. You know? He was a great, he's a great dad, you know? But it just, like, it was the relationship that me and him, him have, like, you know, like having fun and doing all kinds of stuff together. I was telling him, I was like, we don't, we, I never had that, dude, you yeah. know? So, like, that's why, like, when I'm with him, you know, I try to, like, bring him along with everything I do in life, you know, just let him enjoy it. Yeah. The car show, like, last year, he came out with me, you know, he had a lot of fun. Yeah, ever since I've known you, man, you've always been a great dad and you're always just bringing him around everywhere, always talking about him and this is a beautiful thing. Yeah, man, that's, like, it's pretty much my life, man, you know? Everything I've done, I sacrificed. It's for him, dude, you know? Yeah. A lot of opportunities might have came up in the past for me, but I just kind of passed up on it because I rather wanted to spend time with him, you know? Yeah. So. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, man. It. They grow fast, bro. You know, before you know it. You I know, know he's already 12, huh? Oh, I know, man. Dude. I know, man. Time flies, dude. <laughs> it definitely time flies, does, bro. man. Same thing with this scene, man. The time flies. Yeah. So, like I said, man, it's just been, it's been a, it's been a fun, it's a fun journey, man. You know, it's, I've never... I never thought like it was like damn I'm over this. Yeah, I never had that feeling inside me, man. You know. Yeah. I don't know if you ever felt that way, but for me, it's always been. Uh, yeah, I do, but um, that comes with the business. Yeah. You know, when you mix your your passion and your hobby it's with true. business, it causes a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just the time that I used to have where I can just you know go drive my Honda and then just park it and then okay that's done for now yeah that doesn't really exist anymore because then i gotta check my emails i gotta check my messages dms yeah i i really feel like being a business owner is is like just putting out fires all day and whether it's like you need to get this order done or you got to send this out or this was the wrong part or whatever it is you're just putting out fires every day and yeah that could kind of put a strain on you and then I just got to like take a step back, realize I'm in a privileged position. You know, I, I came up on something that I was very fortunate to. It came in at the right time with yeah. the, the right product, the right niche. Yeah. And just made it happen. And fast forward 10 years, you know, a lot of businesses don't even make it 10 Bro, years. Bro, because you've always been so act- proactive and just, you know, 
have to be, man. Yeah, man. Most guys, like, they don't want to spend the time to go to all the events and fly here, fly there, and they just want all the business come to them. Something yeah. like that. So then I have to just look at that, all the work that I've put into it, and I just have to sit down like, yo, what is going to be fun? What can we do to make things fun? You know, and I think that uh, for RC coming here, that's, that's going to be so awesome because it's just like, we both feel kind of the same way like we want to get back into this we want that feeling yeah. that we once had in yeah. the past so let's go for it let's do it like i showed you the car that we're building out there yeah man dude i was on the fence so much about just getting rid of it like okay i'm done with this car i don't want it no more and then just talking to rc we cooked up a plan we're like man dude when i saw it, him like it. when i saw him like he was helping me out i was like oh dude this is gonna be awesome <laughs> yeah i already man. knew you guys it's gonna work out great yeah you know? dude, we have a lot of cool stuff in store you know and it just takes like another person to come in it's it's just a new product something else oh, just dude. to just to spark that interest that's exactly again. what it takes sometimes it takes like another person just with the same passion to come inside the room yeah and just kind of just like you said just spark everything back up. definitely yeah. man so now i said that you were one of the guys that is from uh from the middle of like the older generation to the newer so how have you managed to adapt to the way that the the newer generation uh, navigates through you know this hobby i don't know man like just like i said like back in those days it was hard to find stuff you know i feel like the new generation is a little bit you know for them to find a lot of the parts these days mm -hmm. probably a little bit easier to find back in those days i mean we had to like really really look and you know, search hard trying to find things out you know but i feel like this new generation is great man you know like they they got there's a there's a huge community of them that have like most amazing passion for this hobby man you know, you see it through their cars, you see it through their, you know, posts and stuff. And so you just you see the scene evolving always. I never see a scene ever, like, stop evolving, you know? Yeah. You know? The Honda scene still, like, to me, it's still, it's great, man. Yeah. I don't feel like it's gone down at all over the years, you know? Yeah, definitely, man. And especially when you uh, implement, like, new products such as, like, uh, like F FCS doing, like, the all-wheel drive oh, stuff and things like that. So it's just making things way more exciting. Like a lot just, of things that I wish we had back in those days yeah. that are available now, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. I mean, there's like a lot of amazing products that are coming out, like with the hybrid shifter and mm. all that stuff, man. I wish we had all that stuff back in those days, bro. Yeah. All the so cool turbo How kits. often do you um, upgrade your build or change out new products on it? Or I do a lot, actually. And I just try to switch it up every all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, the car, like, doesn't really, like, I always try to find ways here and there just to kind of just switch things up. You know, I always find something to do with that car. Yeah. That's why, like, whenever I post something, I'm like, dude, the passion never ends. And it's the, it's the never ending build. Yeah. You can always do something to it. Change that bolt here, there, or change the reservoir sock. Even if it's like just the minor, like, little details. Yeah. You know, like the other day, like, I changed the um, my dome light for my car. It was like this dingy old dome light that I have forever since uh -huh. I bought the car. Had, like, overspray on it. Just to put that little part on my car. It just for me, it was like, it might have been just something small, but to me, it was just like, dude, this just made my car even like more better. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just like little things, bro. Like just, I always find a way just to get excited about my car. Yeah, you know. How often do you drive it? Um, I drive it every few couple months here and there. Gotcha. Never have the time to do it anymore, you know. But whenever I do, I just try to go out there and just try to go for like a long drive. I just drove it like about, about maybe about a month ago. Mm. I went to go visit my buddy um Jason at Genesis. 
that's my boy. He just opened up a shop actually in Pasadena. So oh really? Cool. Yeah, dude. It's my one of my old buddies from Wicked Racing. Oh, got you, got yeah, you. Yeah, man. So he actually opened up a shop in Pasadena recently. He did do a lot of work on um, NSXs and stuff like that. Now, what is the shop called again? Genesis. Genesis. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And what did what do they do there at the shop? They do pretty much everything you want. So pretty much they do all the any high performance stuff to just the basic you know oil change you know mm-hmm. just all the regular basic maintenance stuff. Cool, but dude. Well, man, yeah, I took my car there. They took put it on the lift. We changed the um, the oils and all that stuff. I actually put in the recent, more, most recent, um, the D10 springs that they put from Hybrid. Mm, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, that was like one of the coolest mods I ever done in my car. Really? Yeah, dude. Just like just little stuff, man. You know, we find a way always, like I said, I always find a way one way or another to make that car better. Got you. You know? So let's talk about the uh, the actual car itself. What's the, the motor in it and what are some of the... Um, the products that you have on it so right now it's it's a two liter it's a compression is about 12 oh it's 89 stroke okay um, making 243 on a pump gas got you it's all motor now so the boost days have kind of been done for a while i've yeah. always been kind of been tempted to go back to the boost but you know anything is always fun man just nice and reliable what was the issues you were having something's always breaking dude i always broke something on that car it would be like the downpipe with this i broke an axle um the last thing ever happened on my car was the oil pump blew up oh shit that's what happened in 05 when the car sat for a long time the uh-huh. oil pump blew up and took out my whole bottom end oh wow yeah so, you know, this stuff happens man you know when they boost that's like you open up a can of worms yeah you know Definitely. i mean that i mean these days there's so much better stuff out there now i feel like these days for the turbo guys they probably have a lot better products for them to probably run a lot better these days not have much issues that we used to have back in those early days you know yeah how do you keep the car so clean dude i just wax it bro <laughs> wax it that's it man yeah man but um as far as products dude, i'm still running all a lot of the skunk stuff i have a lot of hybrid parts um just pretty much um david at import auto pro is my tuner mm-hmm. that's my dude that always tunes my car so he's the one actually been dining in my car for the last i don't know how many years got gotcha. taking it to him so a lot of guys is good support, man, you know? Yeah. It's like Rywire, Honda. Very cool, man. Yeah, man. I just try to, like I said, I just try to keep the car always, I don't know, relevant. Yeah. If that's the word you want to say, you know? There's a lot of cars that kind of just fade out over the years, but I always find a way for me to just to kind of get all the, some of the newest stuff on that car and kind of always update it. And actually, I recently put the car back to the old school look. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed it. I haven't seen all it. All the aero stuff is off the car. I took off the wing. I took all the fenders off. The car is actually back to the whole, like, the early 2000s. Really? Oh, oh, I the, love that look. The metal fenders, the metal hood, the carbon hood's gone. What uh, what lip are you running? I'm running the OEM lip. Yeah. I'm trying to find a spoon lip, but they're, like, impossible to find. What about the, um, a wing? What are you running? The spoon wing. The spoon wing? Yeah, that's why I want to get the spoon lip, dude. Yeah. That'll complete the front, man. I love that look, dude. Dude, I love that. that just that look is always going to be timeless, man. Yeah. I think um, I have the the spoon duck bill for the right hand drive, okay. but it's painted. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get it the paint taken off and re cleared oh, just to get that carbon to, popping dude, you on. You gotta it. do the carbon, dude. Yeah, you know it's funny because like when I was putting the car back to stock, I could not find a spoon duck bill nowhere in the U.S., bro. Really? Yeah, dude. And my boy Jonas from um, JDM Yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, shout out to him, bro. I in Australia. Him up. Yeah, dude. I hit him up. He's like, yeah, bro, I got you. I got no. So I bought it from him and he shipped it to me, dude. I was like losing faith for a while, dude. I was like nothing. You couldn't find that spoon wing anywhere. Yeah. Dude, this stuff is hard to find these days, dude. Yeah, I know, man. I uh, I actually got mine from uh, Spanky. Oh, okay. That's the one from Spanky's EG. No way. How did yeah. you get that? Well, it was back in the day when really? he was selling it. Yeah. Get out of here. I just ended up buying it from him. Oh, my 
my yeah, God. Shout out dude. to him, man. I haven't talked to that guy in fucking probably like 10 years. Dude, no way. He was a pioneer in the game, man. Absolutely, man. Him dude. and all the Phase 2 guys. Him and Mikey, you know, yeah. Sid, all those guys. They um they put a lot of work in and they he were doing... He actually used to have a... um. He used to have a smoke shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Anaheim. Uh huh. So I, every once in a while, I used to just go stop by and hang out with him in there. Really? Yeah. I wonder if he still owns that. I'm not sure. I haven't, not I haven't sure, talked to him dude. in a it's while. It's been a while, man. Such a good guy, dude. Yeah. It's Shout out to homies. him. Yeah, he's one of the homies for sure. Dude. Yeah. And then uh, Mikey, I was just with Mikey two days ago. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we were hanging out. We took the uh, the BMW to uh, Gintani. Okay. For the tune. What'd and you guys then, do? Um, well, we did the. We took the car over there to get the tune, and then uh, he and I just went to hang out. We went to lunch, and then we okay. went to go visit Steve at HMO. Oh, nice! Yeah, and Steve showing us all his cool toys. Dude, and yes, shit. All, all these years, I still haven't been there, man. I, Are I, you serious? I'm serious? I always wanted to go there, bro. No fucking way. No, we have to go there one day because I've never. Wow, been there. dude. I know. Steve's a legend, bro. I know for sure. I mean, I saw you. I saw you guys did like a little pan of the whole place. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, dude! It was like so many goodies in there. There was like ninety-seven thousand K swaps there. <laughs> I think it's because I haven't really been looking for anything. Yeah, that's probably why I just haven't really hit him up or been there. You know? You ever think about building something else? No. 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 I have my SI. My yeah. daily SI, so that's my other tinker That's toy. right, dude. That's the last time you came down. How's yeah, that going? It's good, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doing a lot of stuff here and there to that car. That's like my other toy. But my dailies, I always kind of try to keep my dailies not too much. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like turn them into like another car that you don't want to drive anymore either. Yeah. Know? So I always kind of limit those cars. Every time I have it, I own the daily, I always make sure that I didn't get too far with it. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it gets to that point, you're like, dude, this car is too much now. You can't even drive this car now. <laughs> you, know, you, get a third car. you know what I'm yeah. talking about? I'm with that point with the M8 already. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> and I just fucking got it, bro. I'm like, damn, I should just left it stock. That's what happens, dude. It's just like, you know, just snowballs, bro. You know? But when everything's going right, it's fucking awesome. It is, bro. It's yeah. awesome. Dude. No, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just recently um powder coated some wheels and stuff. Shout out to the Velocity. Those guys do killer powder coating. Where's this at? It's in there in Moreno Valley. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, so gotcha. whenever I need powder coating and stuff, I just go through those guys. Yeah. They just powder coated my wheels. I got tires. I'm just waiting to do the suspension. So yeah. I'm just trying to figure out um, what I'm going to do. Probably going to go with the guys with the reaction. Hmm. It's a new company just came out. They do coilovers and stuff. Yeah. So they actually actually have a coilovers for my chassis. So, gotcha. Yeah, man. So I'm going to go through those guys. Very cool, yeah. man. So right now, what cars do you have? I have the EG and the SI. EG and the SI. Uh-huh. Dope, man. Yeah, man. I love that chassis, dude. That's a cool car, man, that came out. So besides cars, what else are you into? Um, I go hiking and stuff with Kenji and here and there, you know? Yeah. I'm always busy with the soccer stuff. That's like my main oh, thing. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. The soccer thing was our thing. Yeah. How and long has he been playing for? Since, Dude, since he was like four or five. Damn, I wonder if they're talking about that right now, man, because that's the, about the same time that Christian was in. That's why it's been kind of like weird because like we were always busy. That's the reason why I missed out on a lot of the car stuff over yeah. the years. Like all the stuff is always on the weekends because we're always traveling, going to all the games, practices and all that. So that was always a majority of my time. Was he on a club team? Yeah. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's like with all this stuff going on, there's nothing going on, man. The gyms yeah. are closed. What uh, What age bracket is he in? He's in U9. Okay, got you, yeah. got you, got you. Yeah, U8, U9. Got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, Because it's 2009. Got you. I think Christian played, uh, I think it was 07. Okay. He played on the 07 okay. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... One year they bumped him up, they put him in the U8, so he played with the older kids a little bit. Yeah. But he usually plays in the U9. Yeah. Yeah, we miss it too, man. We used to go out almost every weekend, yeah. you know, traveling to San Bernardino or wherever. Yeah, dude. Isn't and... that crazy, though? Just all of a sudden, just like, 
life has changed, dude. Yeah. I don't see it changing back. I don't. I don't either. I, I, I think that this is the new normal, you know, as much as I don't want to say it. But I remember, and I'm sure you remember even more vividly in back in 2001. You remember what life was pre-September 11, 2001? Yeah. Life was way more simple. More simple. Yeah, like more life chill, was different. Dude. Yeah. And then after that happened, I mean... Everybody's just more paranoid and... Yeah, bro. Because you never thought. I mean... You know the way that you grew up yeah. is probably just normal for for to be living with that anxiety. I know, just knowing that something could happen at any time. Every day, I want to just want to wake up and be like, "All right, this is all over. It was just a dream, but it's not, man." Yeah, and then after 2011 happened, it seemed like there was a shift in consciousness where everybody was just the anxiety was just through the roof, man. I know, and then it just it felt like the the fear from the media we were just to be scared of everything you know what's funny is like i feel like if this this whole thing would have happened like maybe 20 years ago it wouldn't have been like how it is today yeah because of the social media definitely because people wouldn't have been on their phones just reading all kinds of stuff and getting in their heads and all that yeah and i feel like 20 years ago same thing would have happened that happened today people would have just lived their lives you know that's so funny you say that because i've talked to people before i'm a huge conspiracy guy yeah, um, yeah. you know and i talk about all kinds of conspiracies and when 9 11 would come up i've talked to people and they didn't even think about that since 2001 yeah. 2002 like that that what happened just didn't register in their head past 2002 and that had so much of an effect on me and changed the way that i just look at life and just look at everything yeah and now i'm just paranoid that thinking like yo shit can really happen here because yeah. it already did happen here you know and there's just a lot of people that just don't think about it and yeah if social media didn't exist maybe this stuff will happen but you know if it's not happening within your local group it's not that big of a deal to you and then yeah. you know go along with business as usual yeah 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 but i do feel like we're just being used as pawns in this whole game man and it's uh it's sad because this is gonna it might affect us but it's definitely gonna affect our children yeah exactly, and their future man. yeah you know i mean a lot of kids you know they didn't get to spend their birthdays you know a lot a lot of different like family functions that just people they weren't able to celebrate you know yeah but it did actually bring us a lot closer the uh my immediate family oh yeah yeah so because that's the great part about it man Everybody yeah spending more time close time together you know? definitely man um i hate to even say this but 2020 has been an amazing year for us it's been very challenging and yeah. we've had a lot of uh different obstacles come up but I think all the stuff that you neglected, now you're just, you know, definitely, you man. You should have neglected. Hell yeah, man. Just realizing that I don't need to be hustling all day, 24 no. 7. You yeah. know, I don't have to be worrying about shit because at the end of the day, that's that's not really what's important. Nah, man. Life's too short, bro. You know, you got to spend that time with the family and stuff before it's, it's too late. Yeah, definitely, man. You know? So, what do you got planned for uh, post COVID, man? What are some of the things that you want to get back to? <laughs> Dude, I miss like, just going to, like I said, just doing all the fun stuff, man. Like, we're just driving by Universal Studios because we usually have our pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever. And we're like, can't you look at Universal Studios, man? It's like, dude, we missed that place. 
you know, just like all the fun stuff we used to do, man. Like just so many stuff. Disneyland, you know, every once in a while we used to go there. Yeah. Knott's Berry Farm is right next to our house that we live by. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, just all these like fun places we used to go to, man. You know, like yeah. just the parks, the zoos and just, just everything, dude. Like I wanted, like, like I said, the show that we had this year, we didn't have, you know. So I just want to travel more. Yeah. Just get to see places. I really want to take them to Japan. Yeah. That's have like have the, you ever been? No, dude. It's crazy because like I have grew up with like all Japanese Hawaiians most of my life. I have a lot of friends and I just never, I still haven't been there, man. But I blame that on myself. Yeah. It wasn't because I didn't have the funds to go. It was just because I just didn't never took the time to get the time off to go out. You know? Yeah. You know, me being able to go there for business, it really makes me um, appreciate traveling and yeah. different cultures and what they have to offer. Yeah. But if, you never really experience that you don't know what you're missing no, it's the yeah. same thing like i was saying about you know communicating with uh, on the forums and stuff like that yeah. we didn't know what we were missing because we didn't have the cell phone exactly but now that i've traveled it's like bro dude, yeah i watch you guys all videos you guys. <laughs> yeah dude, i'm like dude i wish i was with you guys man just so, you guys so can... much fun dude dude man so much amazing stuff out there yeah and then I just to be able to go with uh with ryan i've been with ryan like four times nice. already to japan and bro, we have the best time ever, dude. dude. I mean, and then you guys have like the guys out there so they can help you guys with the interpreting and stuff. Yeah, get dude. you around so you don't get lost. Yeah, hang out with all the uh, the the Japanese guys, yeah. and then you know get to check out all the shops. And I always want to see Yasu's shop. Yeah, Takashi's cool. But Hell he lives yeah. like more like in the outskirts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've have never been, been to, to his Takashi's place? shop before, but to uh, Yasu's uh, the year before last, uh -huh. when um, the year that Ryan Hegner went with us, yeah. uh, we actually left Tokyo and drove to Osaka. I saw and that. We stayed out there for about a week. So Yasu was showing us that area, which was awesome, man. We got to see uh, Kyoto, which is um, like a town out there yeah. where they have all the temples and yes, stuff dude, like I that. Yes, dude, I saw videos of that, yeah. So cool, dude. Yes. And then we got to go to um, to Exceed Japan, Yasu's shop, okay. check out all the projects he's working on. Dude, he's 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 a beast, man. The way that he builds cars is amazing. The so attention like that to part detail. of Osaka, is that where the majority like all the Honda places are at? No. Um, I mean, it's all spread out, dude. Okay. You know, even if you even if the shop is close, it's not close. Okay. Yeah. So we went there. We went to um, Impact Magic. There's um, a shop out there. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the shop. And then one of the ones that we did check out was Mode Parfume. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, back then I didn't even know what the shop did because they, they weren't really doing much with the Honda stuff. It was more of the VIP. And I yeah. think that was about when the S2000 kit came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So checking out the shop and just looking at all the the the, the aesthetics of the shop. And it was awesome, man. They had a whole couch that was reupholstered yeah. with their logos on it so it looked like louis vuitton leather print but it had their logo checkered all over yeah, it and yeah. then the whole couch and and it was just awesome dude and I just like i like i like how every, the culture too is everyone's just like with open arms yeah like man they, they accepted us so much man we get to see how um the products that they were building back then which were some of the early ones that they were releasing which now they released them, the Honda stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually got one of the bumpers. That was the one that's on the Heavy and Street TG out there. Oh, really? Yeah, Mo Perfume uh, oh, wow. bumper okay. and then the uh, the carbon lip for it too. Oh, damn, you got to see all so that stuff. 
It's it's crazy, man, because I would have just never been in that position to even check out the shop, yeah. to even realize the significance of the shop and what they're doing. Dude, when you guys went to Spoon, I was like, bro, dude, I've been wanting to go there since like 1994. We've probably been to Spoon maybe like five or six. I know times, that's why I was dude, like so many at times. That, I was like that's, and then like, when he came out here for um that that's HA. No, it wasn't HD. Oh no, no, no yeah, this I love the, Honda. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. I was like so bummed that I couldn't go. I couldn't get the to the time off. Oh no way! That was like my dream to meet him in person. Oh, bro, shit. I was like super bummed out that day, man. Oh man, yeah. Before that, he did come to H Day. It was probably like 2015 or okay. so. But they ended up bringing a few cars from Japan, yeah. and that was awesome, yeah, man. Dude. He seems real cool too. Yeah, um, he speaks really good English too, right? um he'll get by yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah he'll get by yeah when we went to mugen um the guy there actual mr honda uh-huh. you know yeah. uh, we got to meet him that's the son of ichiro honda Sick. we got to meet him and uh they took us around to check out the whole facility and mugen is uh something else bro that is something fucking else oh my the God. facility there is, is is second to none any facility that i've ever been to yeah that's the craziest one dude we we went on a, a tour around there and there's so much top secret stuff going bet, on dude. it was all covered up yeah, and, yeah. and everything on, is in-house over there yeah too. They're working on f1 products and they just have cars t- torn apart it's dream bro. awesome even the the actual slab of of concrete that the building is on i guess under it there's some kind of like a spring mechanism or whatever For where earthquake yeah where it stays solid oh, okay. so all the parts are exactly how they need to be because there's a lot of you know seismic activity out in japan so. yeah so just just knowing that they put that much thought into everything was insane, dude. They're it gave me such a different respect for the brand. They're always been ahead of the game, man, ever since day one, dude. Yeah, but it was cool, man. Actually, Ryan Hegner is the one that set that up because he had Mugen come out to uh, Eibach, which nice. was the next year, 2019, I believe it was when. But it's cool, man, just to see stuff like that. You know, yeah. even Ryan Hegner starting off, I'm sure that, that you guys ran in the same group back then oh yeah yeah and then for him to to start working with the eibach and then doing the eibach meet and then just seeing what it is now yeah it's just exciting that was his first time coming out uh yeah that was his first time in japan surprised he hasn't gone out there for like tokyo auto salon yeah 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 that was his first time man so it was cool to go out there with him and have him experience it all and, and just to see like the behind the scenes of him putting his hustle in to be able to uh get not only Mugen, but to get Spoon out there to the event. That's a big deal, man. Dude, Eibach Meat has turned into the staple event in yeah. our community, you know? Yeah. Out here in the West Coast, there's there's nothing like it. And hopefully, you know, they'll be able to continue it on with a different... I know he's looking for a different name to yeah. know, change the venue. And yeah. Stuff. I uh, I haven't spoke to him about what he's got cooking, but... Um, That'd be awesome. I know he has something cool has to. going on. He can't let this die. Yeah, no, definitely. He's not, man. We've been talking about this for a while, the uh, the evolution of the Eibach meet, and I'm just excited to see what comes out of it. Absolutely, man. And I think in September, uh, they're going to try to do some sort of meet or something like yeah, that, so maybe you could bring out the car then, he, dude. He's trying to figure something out, right? Yeah. Because the one at the Fontana has got canceled. Done, dude. Yeah, so he has to figure another place to do it at. Yeah. He'll so, figure out a way, dude. Yeah. Well, there's a will, there's a way, man. Yeah. That's how I see, dude. I'm excited, man. Fuck do you yeah, know what man. spot I really miss too? That Lake Elsinore spot was actually really fun, dude. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, it was so easy to get in. 
I didn't. I didn't have any problems driving that far. I didn't yeah. think it was really that far of a drive. I yeah, mean, if he was able to get that venue back, that'd be rad. Yeah, dude, because that was that could fit a lot of cars right there. Dude, that place never got filled all the way because there was mm-hmm. that much room there. You know. Yeah, and it didn't really back up the freeway or anything like that. And it was easy way out. You know, as yeah. soon as you leave, boom, the freeway was right there, easy access. Yeah, but it's a great venue. Fontana was just uh, w- way more attractive place to be at well, because you know, a lot more central racing. and the racing and things like that but mm-hmm. now that that's not i i see that as another move you know move back to the storm oh. stadium right there that'd be cool yeah i think i think a lot of people wouldn't have any problems with that do you feel comfortable going to meet this year oh yeah yeah dude yeah man yeah i have no problems being on the public dude you know if i have to wear my mask i'll wear my mask yeah and i have no issues with it yeah hell yeah no i'm not one of those that wants to stay home all day dude no <laughs> I'm never home. I'm always like doing something. Yeah. I can't stay home, dude. I got to always find a way to something to do. You yeah. Know? Even if I'm home, I'm always in the garage, in the yard. Waxing find the car. Something, dude. Find something to do, you know, figuring something out. I can't just sit around. I love it, man. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. If there's any meets going on, dude, I'm down to go, bro. Hell yeah. You know, I think Joey had something, but I missed that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey's in do- been doing like a cars and coffee kind yeah. of thing. He did one recently, actually. People wore their masks. Everybody respected their area. Yeah. And it was cool. It was a good turnout I saw in the video. Yeah. Actually, tonight we're going to go to a meet. Um, my guy Alex, he throws a, a meet every Thursday. Uh-huh. Excuse me. It's called Anti-Thursday Thursday Meet. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. And he'll, um, he'll post up the location on that day and then okay. we'll just go hang out there. And then nice. there's another local meet here that uh that we go to after that one. Oh really so yeah uh christian rc and i will be out on the streets tonight how's the scene here it's cool there's a lot of yeah honda it's guys. cool man yeah. uh, as far as honda guys there's probably not that many there's okay. a lot of truck guys mm-hmm. um you know like the newer domestics there's okay. a lot of those guys out and then there's um big following of uh g35 g37 okay uh you know uh 350z 370 that kind of stuff okay. the, the newer crowd so do you know do you know um e-man yeah 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 dude, that's the dude right there bro. yeah hell yeah shout out to e-man he's yeah, actually man. uh he did a lot of work on the m4 for oh, nice, me man. yeah he's he the one the... that he's the innovator on that 10th gen chassis yeah right? oh really oh absolutely bro yeah because in the ninth gen he was killing it too oh, yeah but i mean with the 10th gen he figured out a way how to put the the ctr um, flywheel and clutch on the on no way the SI. really a lot of the issue with the si chassis was that the clutch was really weak gotcha as soon as you start making a lot of power and a lot of torque the clutch was slipping yeah 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 and a lot of guys didn't like the going with the upgraded clutches mm-hmm. because a lot of this man like those high performance clutches that have a lot of chatter mm-hmm. and like the feel and all yeah, that stuff yeah, so yeah. me man you know the man you know he is he figured out a way dude to run the ctr clutch got you utilizing the si um I believe he uses the SI flywheel. Okay. And he uses a CTR clutch. He figured out a way to, way to machine it and yeah. get them both together. Now you can actually put the CTR clutch in your SI. Oh, sick. And those things are probably good to like 450. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the stock feel. Yeah. It's amazing, dude. No shit. Shout out to him, man. Yeah, Big man. shout out to E-Man. I always yeah. hear his name pop up, dude. He's and close he's, by to you, right? Dude, he's probably like five minutes from here. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, It's dude. not even that far okay. at all, dude. Yeah, yeah huge shout out to him. You, sure. Yeah, you should stop by on your way out, man. Yeah, man. He's a good dude. Yeah. I like you, man. Nice, man. Um, you ever think about getting a Type R? Well, so when I was going to buy the car, mm-hmm. when I first, because I always want things like, why when they first come out? You know? Yeah. So when the SI came out, I wanted it right away. And that was bad timing because right when the Type R was came out at the oh. same time. Oh. So it was like a $20,000 markup. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want to pay like... Fuck six, no. You know, who wants to pay 60000 for a Civic? You know, it's insane. Yeah. 
But now, I guess now you can buy those cars like at retail now. Oh, can you? Yeah, I see buying. I see a lot of people posting up that bought theirs at sticker price. What's the retail on it? $34.9. That's not bad. It's not bad for what it is. Yeah, definitely. It's a great car, dude. I mean, yeah, sticker, I, know. I think a sticker, it's worth it. Yeah. But dude, anything 20K, above? 15K, nah. 20K, what it was when I first bought my SI, that's insane. Yeah. I remember uh, driving in uh, HPJ's. Um, Type R. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it it kind of made me fall in love with that car, dude. It's a, dude, it's a dope he, car, He man. did a really good job on his, you know, with the, the dry carbon and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, Honda copied him, so he yeah. must have did a fucking good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that car that they released, the Phoenix Yellow one, is a direct copy of Honda Pro Jason's car. That car is crazy. I mean, dude, when he fucking tore that whole car apart. Yeah. I was like, wow, props to you, bro. Yeah. I would have an anxiety attack. Yeah. <laughs> buying a brand new car and just tearing it all apart like that yeah Imagine? yeah dude because a lot of times that like, people do that and never even gets a finish yeah or the place that puts it back together to forget this forget that and the car just never the same you know it's a big tro- project to tackle dude yeah i mean but i mean it looks like the place that he went through man they, they knew what they were doing they really yeah did that car is awesome job. man big shout making, out to like, him he's making like 450 horsepower right now yeah right? and he's it's still doing crazy shit too i think man. he's doing like a like a all electric all-wheel drive thing Is he you really? see that oh yeah, was, yeah i saw that in sema yeah like in the rear it's mm-hmm. some electronic all-wheel drive kind of thing yeah which is pretty crazy but man. he has that new um the honda direct port injection system in mm-hmm. Dude, that thing is baller yeah i think anything uh new that comes out for the type r He's He'll one of have the it. first guys to have it. Yeah, so that's my Type R representative. <laughs> yeah, dude. If I ever have any questions, I'll hit him Heck up. Heck yeah, man. That car is rad, man. I actually got the chance to meet him. Um, he did like a little meet in Westminster Bonaparte. Westminster Honda. Okay. Yeah, he just it was like a little meet and greet. Was that around the same time as... Uh, probably around the same time as this meet. Like last year. No, it's like two years ago. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Got you, got so you. I forgot who set it up, but he would just showed up over there. I just met him real quick over there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, Hell man. yeah. I like Honda Pro Jason. Dude. No, That's man. my guy, bro. Yeah, I always watch his channel as well. He has, I love his energy, man. What other channels do you watch? Dude, I watch so many Honda channels, man. I watch, um, I love Alex's channel. I watch his all the time. Alex. Sheepy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sheepy's fucking killing it, dude. His channel's dope. Yeah. Man. Yeah, man. I watch his channel, Automotive Anatomy. Mm, Give a shout out to my boy one. Gus. If you ever um he does a lot of um interviews. Okay. So he'll just like pick a lot of different people that own different cars and then we'll just interview him and do like a drive along with him. His channel's dope, man. Automotive Anatomy. Automotive if, Anatomy. If you ever get a chance, check him Very out. Very cool. For sure, man. Um, dude, I watch a lot of stuff, dude. Like a lot of just like random I like watching a lot of like technical mm-hmm. Channels people just break stuff stuff apart and put them back together, you know. Like that, Chris fix it. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, you know. Um, Young Static. He's oh, cool. gotcha. Yeah, he yeah. just hit a hundred k, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out cool. to him, dude. Yeah, yeah. I watch his channel. A lot. I've been wanting to have him on the podcast, man. I like his hustle, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just kind of, I just kind of like, you know, I like you watch one channel, and it just kind of bounces around, and just yeah. takes you everywhere. I'm just like all over the place. You but ever... I'm only, I'm mainly just watch his. I mean, like more, morely just watch automotive stuff. Yeah. But my number one dude is like Tyson's channel, bro. Mike Tyson. Oh, okay. You ever watch that? No. What? The yeah. podcast? Yes, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched the podcast. Dude, that's like, I love that show, man. Of course, Joe Rogan. His yeah. Brother, you know. But Tyson's Tyson's podcast is awesome, man. It is, man. It's That's my good. dude, man. That was my idol growing up, bro. Are you excited? Bro, I'm just like static for, for him, dude. He's going to beat the shit out of that dude, guy. He went from like, <laughs> he went from like this like physique that was just like out of shape and it was gone it was just like i never saw him ever coming back from it 
Yeah. And look at him now, bro. He's he's a beast right now. Was that Roy Jones Jr.? Yeah. Oh my god. Poor bro, dude, bro. It's gonna be a killer fight, bro. It, I'm gonna watch it. I can't wait, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna have fucking September twelfth. September twelfth. I'm at pizza, popcorn, bro. everything, dude. And you it's look, gonna be about thirty seconds. <laughs> dude, I'm proud of him though, man. He just like really, you know, he really stepped it up and he just wanted because you know when it, if you ever listen to his podcast, you know, yeah. he never he kinda like he does not really he doesn't like he kind of wants to forget about that part of his yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for him to come back and do this again, I was kind of surprised on it, you know? I was very, very surprised. You know, that's a great point. I was very surprised on it. But the way that I think about it now is that back in the day, he wasn't the person that he is now. So he was fighting for so many different reasons. Yeah. So now he doesn't have to fight for those same reasons. Yeah. So it's, it's not going to be... It's not going to be as unattractive as those past memories yeah, were, yeah. you know, because he's if, definitely if, a different person. Too, yeah. Right? Just think about it. If you're his age, you know, mid fifties or whatever, and you look back at you when you were from your twenties to thirties. Yeah. All the shit that you were going through, all the pain that you were feeling, you know, all the drugs and all that stuff like, yeah, that's going to be a bad memory. Yeah, and that's going to be attached to boxing because that's what you had going yeah. on. I mean, he came from a rough childhood. Man, yeah. You know? Yeah, but boxing was his way out. Now he's in an amazing headspace, dude, and I I don't think it will. I just hope it d- doesn't change. I'm excited for his ranch him. too. Oh, dude, that thing is gonna be cool. Yeah, Tyson Ranch, man. Do you ever listen to him? Do you ever listen to the show when they talk about the toad thing? Yeah, dude. Dude, that sounds amazing. Would you ever try it? I would. Really? Yeah, that sounds amazing. That's what changed his life, man. Dude, yeah, he's like a different person. Yeah. Have you ever experienced with any psychedelics? Not like that. No. No, no nothing. Crazy yeah, I like think that. that that's like the 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 top of the line, the epitome. That's like DMT kind yeah, of shit, dude. Yeah. I you know Rogan talks about that too as well. Yeah. He's done a lot of that type of stuff as well. Yeah, but it. I mean, it just scares me because like, I would want to do it with somebody who's experienced. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, the way they're explaining it is like a full on like a you know ritual. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's not like just go like just go and do it. You know? Yeah. It's like a full on like a tribal ritual. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Dude. yeah. The toad man. Yeah. I've been thinking about uh trying out shrooms. I've never tried shrooms before. Yeah. You know, I I don't want to do drugs for like to to get away from my problems or my feelings. I want to yeah. look inside deeper yeah you know inside of me and and get to more that's of what a he always spiritual says, you know level. Like when you're on that level you just kind of just see things for what they really are yeah you know I, I i smoke every night dude and sometimes i'll get some great stuff out of it yeah which is this podcast that we're on right here i used you to know? watch our, um your live stuff was funny so. yeah remember that one day um that podcast you did with rc you guys were like talking about doing a donut run <laughs> <laughs> But you didn't, neither yeah. one of you wanted neither one of you wanted to drive. Oh my god, bro! That was after <laughs> that was after one of our annual meets. Yeah, Every, yeah, exactly. End of September, early October, Dude, we always have an annual meet. Conversation ever. Bro. So this was probably about two years ago. Yeah, it was 2018 because we started the podcast September 2018. Yeah. So this was probably this was probably like episode six or so, guys. If you're listening, go back listen to one of the first episodes <laughs> ever. It's in the first ten with RC. It's probably the most entertaining episode you'll hear, yes, dude. Yeah. It was, we finished the meet, everything's done, all obligations are done. <sighs> get to fucking exhale, right? <laughs> let's go in the garage, let's fucking get stoned, let's just chill. 
and we're just smoking bro and just talking about the most nonsense ever oh and we're God. just trying to uh finesse one of my buddies to bring us some donuts because we <laughs> couldn't drive i said bro i'll <laughs> buy you a dozen donuts just bring us a dozen neither one of you guys wanted to drive no and he was my friend was drunk too so yeah, we're like yeah. fuck you guys yeah. had the biggest munchies those, those funniest <laughs> you guys were talking about everything i love it man but you i know, think you guys finally went though didn't you no, we you didn't never, end never up went. going. Oh, dude. that's horrible. We should have. Yeah. Dude, that one's one with the big blue balls right there. And then one of the last ones that we did too, we were, uh, we uh, it wasn't a podcast, but we were just hanging out at my house just smoking. And yeah. then we're just like, dude, let's go get some donuts. Not realizing that we're in the middle of fucking COVID. <laughs> so we go and everything closes <laughs> at like seven o'clock, bro. It was like 1030. Couldn't get any fucking <laughs> dude, donuts, horrible, bro. Dude. We went to like four donut shops. Oh, I'm putting that. donuts such on a fucking pedestal, bro. They're not oh, even my- that good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Great times, man. Dude, man. Yeah, I've been listening to your podcast since Thank day Thank you, one. brother. Yeah, I man. appreciate it, man. Dude, I've literally listened to every one of them. You know what? That means so much to me, bro, because like I- I'm putting in so much effort into this podcast, so much work. Like, yeah. I'm so passionate about this, but it's hard bro it's yeah. hard to grow it you would think that you know downstar is so successful that it would just transition over yeah. but it doesn't man you know and then i have a lot of friends that have seen the growth of downstar like yourself and you think you think that most of them are listening to the i was looking on the the podcast mm-hmm. the podcast doesn't show how many followers you have mm-hmm. doesn't huh no no i can see on my back end oh you can yeah oh, yeah okay because yeah. i was looking at from my end i couldn't see it only yeah. the youtube side you can see yeah on youtube that's a really weird thing with podcasting right now is that there's so many different places that you can get it from mm-hmm. you know this podcast is available in probably like four or five different outlets okay and each of those outlets a group of people just specifically listens to those yeah yeah, yeah. like we have people that listen to just on soundcloud Mm -hmm. and then just on youtube and then just on spotify or whatever so each one yeah and each one i have my own analytics Mm -hmm. so i don't even know how many people really listen so that's why it always helps to get the feedback from from people to just just say like hey i listened to the episode this was funny or this was good or oh i didn't like that when you said that whatever it was because it feels like I'm just throwing shit out there, dude, and yeah. hoping that it sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so for you to listen to the podcast, it really means a dude, lot yeah, to me, man. man. I love it, man. It's very interesting. Because I'm, I'm definitely putting a lot of work into this. I don't even listen to like radio anymore. Yeah. I don't, dude. Yeah, me neither, dude. I just listen to podcasts yeah. all day. Yeah. I have all my day. run of guys that I listen to, and then uh, it just it just helps out, man. It's yeah. just hearing somebody else's point of view about anything, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Is all- is awesome man. yeah man it's just, and you've had like so many people like on your show that i've known for like years dude it's kind of cool dude yeah when, when they're talking about certain things from their time i'm like dude i was right there with them yeah in that time frame you know yeah and it's i crazy. love that man because a lot of these ogs you know they've never had a chance to tell their story and maybe yeah. they did but it's like on a on a super streak article a few yeah. pages or on a video that's yeah. like a five-minute interview from SEMA, yeah. you know. But so a guy like Papadakis, bro, two hours is nothing. You know, you sit down with that guy for two hours and you barely even scrape the surface, dude. Yeah, bro. Like when he was talking about, like, you know, when he ran his first nine, I was right there, bro, at freaking right in the front. No. When I saw him break that freaking record, dude, when he ran that nine, dude. Wow. It was a big deal, dude. When he debuted that car. Yeah. 
my god bro like you rolled up in that car with sean and all those guys and it was amazing dude yeah just and then when ron was talking about like the street races we're all used to go to compton <laughs> yeah meet up out there used to be he used to just drive his car out there black with black r and r's on there you know ready to race you know all those yeah. guys do it and then you hear the steph story used to have from... his ef it's, well i met steph at terminal island got you so like you know he used to, he used to bring his ef out there it was palmdale right no no this is Long Beach. Okay, Long Beach, Long Beach. Long Beach. Yeah, okay, so cool. Steph used to bring his car out there. Okay. And it was like a black EF, dude. It was on carburetors. Was, yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, and then like BC, for example, mm-hmm. another guy. Mm-hmm. He used to come straight from work from Circus City, with a, still with his name badge, with the Circus City name badge, yeah. with the CRX, ready to race. Really? The Terminal Island was the place probably we all linked up, like Miles and Archie and yeah. Junior, you know, Steph and BC and pretty much all the drag guys from back in the day. That was a spot that we all used to go to. Gotcha. It was Friday, Saturday, and Sundays, and it was Long Beach, Long Beach Terminal, and right by the ports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the that was the drag strip, dude. That was the one that everybody used to go to. And what happened? Why they did shut it, end? it down? There was they were saying that um the city was saying that the 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 shut off was too short. Oh. And they were gonna renovate it and they're rebuilding and all that stuff. Fucking never happened, dude. The yeah. city never allowed it, dude, and it just died, dude. Shit. But that was the place, dude. That was the one that kind of got everybody together yeah it's awesome to hear yeah. all these stories man but yeah i mean all those guys man they're all if you ever wear them during that time frame there were all those guys tony fuchs all those guys bro they were all over there yeah still got a couple guys that i want to get on tony fuchs one of them a junior tony fuchs, one i think he's kind of in your area right is he he's in the i know his shop is somewhere in the valley somewhere. santa clarita maybe maybe somewhere on hmm. that way he's not too far from got you, you. Know? yeah you probably be able to get him here yeah i want to get uh i'm putting this out there again uh frank Choi, man i really want to get him in here because gary would be cool too get gary on here yeah i want to get lisa gary. on here yeah. too they're all both like all swole it would be cool to have like a gary's couple, always been swole a couple podcasts yeah, yeah, yeah he is dude all his posts man he's all he's rip. always he's he was always the one that was about the fitness got you and i think then later he got lisa into it yeah but he was always the dude that was just always like it's always buff dude it was crazy back in those days did you ever run into any any trouble like any gangs trouble anything like yeah, that Yeah, i mean we all like we were all around that dude i mean most of my boys were all like from different like i said it was funny because like i had friends from like all kinds of different gangs you know? like i never Hispanic gangs, black gangs, Samoan gangs, Filipinos, Vietnamese, you know, but I just got along with everyone, man. We're all like just hung out, man. I think the, I think the, the car community brought everyone together. Whether yeah. It didn't matter where you're from. Everybody just kind of hung out and just had a great time together. Yeah. You know, everybody oh, was from somewhere, you know. But yeah, dude, I mean, at the races and stuff, it was always crazy back in those days. What do you think that we could do to this day, this day and age to get it feeling like that again, man? Like what? Like people let their guards down you know and just let the ego down and everybody know, just man. hang out like i said man just people just need to be more humble man you know like that's what i live by i would live by that word every day every time i make a post i always put that out of my after my ever my post i say stay humble never forget where you came from man you know don't forget your roots dude stay humble bro yeah i know a lot of people just kind of over the years they're not humble <laughs> you know yeah they're not the same people they were back in those days and it's unfortunate man yeah at the end of the day, dude, don't forget where you came from. And I think that's the reason a lot of people that kind of have their cars up because they're not, you know, they have a lot of ego, dude. You think uh, the the fame in this uh, community gets to their head? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just a car. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's the way I look at it, bro. Like, at the end of the day, it's just it's about the car. I think it's the worst thing you want. I think the worst thing can happen is, like, you see, like, a super rad car. 
But then you meet the owner, and then the owner is all like standoffish, and just it just kills it for you, bro. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. dude. It's just the worst, bro. Yeah. You know, you want to walk up to a car and see like a super dope car, and then meet the owner and be like, dude, I love this car, but I really love the owner even more yeah. because this car, like, you just he just made that car even better for me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Anybody can have a cool car. Just throw a bunch of money at it, you can have a cool car. Mm-hmm. But the personality of the owner is what makes that car special. Yeah, no, you're definitely right you about I mean? that, man. Yeah, there's. And I think that's like it's a lot of times that's what lacks, you know. It's a lot of good deals out there, but the owners, you know, unfortunate. It's crazy, dude, because back in the day, I used to have a really big ego until I realized like that it was it was an insecurity of mine. And if you understand that, it's easy to spot that now. And I yeah. spot so many people that are just so insecure, and it comes off as them you know being cocky and them having yeah. a huge ego and i'm just like bro you're this is like so secretive right they don't yeah. want to give out their secrets like yeah. even till this day i get dms all the time bro like people hit me up hey bro like where did you get that part or what color is your color till this day i still get my color code question you know what's your color code and then as soon as i respond hey what's up they respond back like dude i'm really surprised you actually even responded like thanks bro like thanks for like answering my question yeah I'm like dude so that's what i'm here for bro yeah there's nothing secret about anything on my car, bro. Whatever you want to know about it. But not a lot of people are like that, though. Yeah. A lot of people, like, you ask them certain questions. They don't want to give out those infos, man. We definitely need more OGs in the Honda community. And it's cool to see a lot of the older guys kind of revamping their cars and bringing them back out, which is cool, you know? Yeah. I don't know if you saw, like, Juniors. Junior yeah, the CRX. CRX. You got, that's another guy you got to get on here, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we've been in talks for sure, man. one of the homies right there from back in the day, dude. Yeah. You remember his EF back in the day? No, dude. Uh, bro. Tell you, man, most of this shit was before my time, man. I missed a lot of it. This car is... was like the first EF hatch I ever saw with the with the Mugen kit on it. Mm. The happy face one. Yeah. Bro, that's like, that car was the first car I ever saw in our 10Rs. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, we still keep in touch all the time. Good shit, That man. CRX is cool, dude. Yeah. There's a lot of history behind that car. Hell you know yeah. that car used to be owned by Marcus. Oh, really? Yeah, that's Marcus Yilto's old car. No shit. Yes. Wow. Yeah, dude. Speaking of Marcus, this hot this podcast is sponsored by Heel to Automotive. That's what's up, man. <laughs> Marcus is a fucking good guy. We're about yeah, to have him back on here. Dude, he's been on, you know, he's been he's been another guy that's been helping a lot with my project. Oh really? SI. Yeah. I'm actually running his um um he actually used my car to test fit his ATLP exhaust system. Oh no shit. So that's what I have on the SI. Very cool. Dude, Marcus is always finding a way to keep that business going, man. Oh, much, definitely, much time, dude. Bro. Definitely, man. We met actually back in 03. When he was working at the at the Honda dealership off the the fifty seven freeway okay. in Anaheim. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. I came in there and um just bought a piece I wanted, I met up with him because when he already he already owned heel toe. Mm-hmm. So I met up with him, pick up a few parts from actually at his work. And then from there on, man, we always been clicked up, man. Yeah. Good Such dude, a good man. guy, bro. Yeah, every time that I talk to him, bro, just great great um energy i always forget that he's all the way over there yeah once in a while i just want to hit him and be like hey where you at yeah, but i always forget that he moved all he's the way in there. the woods man Dude, bro he moved so far <laughs> yeah but he has a good thing going over there for him you know yeah i'm proud of him though man he just always kept that business going you know a lot of guys after a while they kind of just fade out but Dude, what is it, like 20 years plus, whatever he's been doing? Yeah, since 02. Yeah. 18 years, man. Awesome, man. Still going strong, man. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate you Marcus as well. He's got an SX, well. too. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, man, that was cool. I think he's been wanting that car for a long time. So. You ever want an NSX? Yeah. Yeah? That's definitely one of my all-times. Would you take an old one or a new one? I like the 02 and up ones. I don't know why. I've always been more in love with that chassis more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hell yeah, Yeah, dude. I remember when Dickerson actually had the, he did the 02 conversion on his 
don't know. For some reason, I just like that recessed headlight one. The one that just, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I like the older ones too. The older ones are cool too. Either one. Good shit. Man. Yeah, man. Well, bro, hopefully we get to see you at a meet before yeah. the year ends. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully Ryan can pull that off in September. Yeah. Yeah, because we're about to get this car finished right here. So we're going to have a Honda on the streets again, there man. So go, I'm man. excited. And then dude. the right hand's still good, still running? Uh, Yeah. Oh, so you pulled the motor out of it. You said out of the, the motor. motor's out of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that car is on the top. And then where's the, where's the muscle car at, bro? And it's got, at my house. I, didn't want, I need to see that, The car's bro. a piece of shit, bro. Really? Every time I drive it, something happens. I thought you put the, the fuel injection system I did. In. It's still a piece of shit, dude. Ah, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I need to spend time on it. You know, every time I drive it, it's like, you know, those dudes that just cheat on their wife and shit. And then uh, you go hang out with them and they're just bitching. Jeez, so that's how oh. I feel every time I drive it. It's like, why don't you fucking drive me anymore? Are you want to focus you know what, on your Hondas? <laughs> I think what it is, like when the car sits for long, that's when all the problems are happening yeah. more, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because I used to daily that car. And it probably ran great, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Awesome. Start that shit up. Ready to go, man. So just I got to show that car some love. Just drop it off at Jay Leno and have him fix it for you. I know, dude. <laughs> I'm not going to pay the bill, but fix it, bro. <laughs> yeah but that car uh now that we got rc here man hopefully he'll um just put an ls motor in there call it a day dog dude i want to bro but i I have so much invested in that motor itself i know i feel you and then just to do like a whole new setup but if i did it would be a ls twin turbo setup yeah my buddy actually did one um recently on his 87 no but here's that 92 supra remember Mm -hmm. those ones with the pop-up lights Mm -hmm. almost the old school ones he put an LS with a twin turbo kit. No shit. Badass, dude. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. You know, with my free time, I really don't want to be working on cars. I want to just be doing other stuff. No, I feel you, man. I feel so, you. So I, I just need to get bit by the bug again. As long as you still have it, that's all that matters. Just, don't, just hold on to that thing. Yeah, that car, I have uh, plans for it in the future. Just do a whole entire frame off on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frame off, powder coat it, put it back together, and just modernize long it as, as you, much as, as long possible. as you hold on to it definitely man just put it on the back burner for a while and then come back to it later you know hell yeah bro so mike so great to talk to you brother you too bro i'm glad uh, i finally made it out yeah i really appreciate you coming out man definitely, Dougie. and then uh i appreciate you supporting the podcast dude it yeah, means a lot to absolutely, me dude man. thank you Abs- thank you yeah dude i'm telling you like all my my drive home to work every day i'm on it bro i'm always listening to it bro i love it man you yeah. ever have any feedback dude just text me man yeah. i love to hear back yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and that's uh, why i can always relate with you and all the different stuff that happens that's yeah. why like i saw his car i was like hey what happened to your car is it okay you know <laughs> yeah 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 all that stuff, too. i appreciate that shit man yeah 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 for sure bro so before we get out of here where can people find you at on mike g underscore tank mike g underscore tank okay cool man and uh guys make sure you check out mike g show him some love check out the car if you've never seen it it's a amazing build pristine it looks brand new (laughs) and uh that car has so much history to it dude thanks i I love it it, make sure you guys support mike g and uh please please support heel toe automotive the sponsor for this podcast um marcus really took a risk supporting us and i appreciate that man you know him being one of the ogs in the community still in it uh, it motivates me because it makes me realize that this this can go on as long as I want it to. As long as you want to. Yeah, definitely, man. So make Absolutely. sure you guys check out HeelToeAuto.com or on Instagram at HeelToeAutomotive. If you guys listen to the commercial, you know how to get hooked up. So make sure you guys go support them. And uh, thank you for listening. If you guys have any feedback, just shoot us a text, 818-403-3473. Let us know what you think of the podcast. This is Downtime with Downstar, episode 190. And we out. Peace. Peace.